everybody, Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, who are handing out $1 million in giveaways on Super Bowl Sunday. All you need is a verified Underdog account to be eligible. So sign up for Underdog Fantasy and see if you win this Sunday. Underdog Fantasy, don't forget to use promo code 1010XL. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Dang it. Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself off. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my yeah, eye. And Leon Searcy. Keep everything above the way. Peter Brook Chocolate Tears, that is where we are today, and we are looking forward to hanging out for the next three hours. XL Primetime ready to rock and roll. And I'll tell you what, there are Peter Brook Chocolate Tears all over the First Coast, but we are in Ponte Vedra. So if you know this Sawgrass Village, you know exactly where we are, and we'd love to see you. And we got all sorts of incentives uh, for you to come on in. And the first one is chocolate. Okay, chocolate is the first one. We'll be telling you about all the different things that they've got going on, uh, including shopping for your Valentine. They've got locations all over the First Coast, and we'll tell you how you can cash in with a little extra goodness for yourself or for your Valentine, whatever it might be. Now, we've got so much to get into as we get closer and closer to Super Bowl LVI, and we will give you a chance to get into our prop bets, talk a lot about the Super Bowl, and I, I actually want to start off a li- in, in just a, a few minutes about the, the salary cap and the way it's helping San Francisco with that cheap Brock Purdy contract that he's got. Uh, and the question has always been, uh, if you can – get on a run when you have a star quarterback on a rookie contract, you can definitely cash in, and we'll find out whether or not uh, the Jaguars are anywhere close to making that happen uh, over the next year or so. But as you look around, uh, Peter Brook Chocolatiers, anybody who's shopping for the Valentine, Leon, you will look like a superstar, won't you? Because you walk in. Now, first off, did you did you order up that chocolate covered popcorn? I, I did or? not. I did not. But I, I appreciate the what was that popcorn chocolate yeah. covered popcorn? Uh-huh. You know, I'm a fat kid at heart, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So we that. just went from our Super Bowl cook-off to all this chocolate. Yeah, shop yeah. for your Valentine, right? Absolutely, perfect spot. I mean, they they got plenty of uh, plenty of uh, accessories out here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. individual chocolate, basket chocolates, flowers, teddy bears. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can imagine is in here. Pretzels. That, I see pretzels behind me. And so sweets we got the little for your sweets sweetie. for your yeah. sweet. There yeah. you go. Yeah, sweets there you go. Sweets. And we got the little wrapped up uh, gift baskets that you can get or gift mm-hmm. boxes, bags, whatever it might be, that you can come on by and you can check out and make it real easy for you. Now, here's the extra we're going to give you because they're all over North Florida, including Amelia Island and St. Augustine. You get a free treat with any purchase. All you have to do, since we're going to be talking the Super Bowl in Vegas, we put Vegas as the word out there. All you have to do is mention Vegas uh, from today through February. 11th so anytime you're making plans to go to Peterbrook just remember plug that word Vegas into your head Uh, you make a purchase you get a complimentary dipped strawberry Vegas is your word for that extra one so definitely stop on by now let's just talk about Vegas and Joe Buck I don't know whether he's just being a killjoy or not but, you know, Leon, we always ask you about the distractions that come along with the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. they are real, okay? And yeah. they're probably even more real in Vegas. But Joe Buck says he's got a feeling that something bad is going to happen in Vegas with this Super Bowl. And, of course, he's just putting it out there. He's not a fan of going there and doing the Super Bowl. But it invites a little more possibility of trouble, does it not? 
Well, listen, man, my mama used to say, if you're looking for trouble, you'll find it. <laughs> you'll, you'll find it. I mean, it's out there, especially in Vegas, on the Strip. I mean, so many distractions out there. That's why it's a good thing that the teams, you know, I'm not sure what the, the accommodations are mm-hmm. right now the last couple of weeks, but I guarantee right. you the closer we get to the Super Bowl, the further away the teams are going to be from the Strip. Yeah, I guarantee you there's some that. trouble the uh, further away from the Strip, too. It could be, absolutely. But if you're in the desert, what kind of trouble can you get yeah, into? If you're going oh, further oh, away. There's trouble, bro. <laughs> hey, oh. if you're going further away to go to the Mustang Ranch, well, then, That's yeah, what I'm saying. Well, yeah, there's a little, you know, but, yeah, so shimmy sham going they on They did there. specify this morning yeah. exactly what the parameters are. So, for the Niners and the Chiefs, no gambling whatsoever mm-hmm. until, of course, after they play the game, then all bets are off. Although, of course, they cannot bet on NFL games, but there would be no more NFL games the rest of the season after that. For players that are at the, the uh, Super Bowl but are not participating, no betting on the game, no props, none of that, but they are allowing them to play mm-hmm. table games. Mm-hmm. That is being allowed in certain capacities. So you can well, shake them I mean, up? Yeah, apparently. You can shake them up? Yeah, okay, that's what they're saying. Right, got certain, the dice game going. The, got the roulette game, blackjack. Well, Mustang, the Mustang ranch could be considered gambling as well. Uh, well, Leon, yeah. if, uh, if the media hotel, <laughs> I was told the rate is $45 a piece because, of course, then you have to pay the hotel fee and the tax and all that, so that's how they jack it up. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine for some of these players. I mean, they're bringing them in at these discounted rates to have enough hotel rooms. For all yeah, of them, yeah. the economy of Las Vegas needs them playing craps, needs them gambling on the tables, at the very least playing roulette, well, if they're going to make a profit yeah, this well, week. Here's the thing. With my experience with Vegas, the more you gamble, the more they pour. Mm-hmm. Correct. The, the drinks because they oh, ask JJ back in JJville. So, he'll, he'll tell you. So he, you know, they they keep pouring. It doesn't matter. I mean, they, they're free drinks as long as you're on the table yep. and you're gambling. You're going to drink. And if you're young, you're 22, 23 years old. First of all, if you get listen, you got Super Bowl money. All right, Super Bowl money's on tap. So mm-hmm. at the very least, you got 50 stacks. You're sitting on 50 stacks. Win, lose, or draw. All right, and you're 23 years old. I don't care how much money you get. You got 50 stacks right there. So try not to burn it all. Have a budget. <laughs> so are you telling me some have of these guys? Budget. Are you telling me that some of these guys actually go to Vegas yeah. and think, all right, I'm just going to spend 50k because I've got 50k no matter what? Yeah, yeah. That's how we think when we're young and dumb. We all think right. like that. Well, I do think that, and they also have the entourage, and you know that is oh, unavoidable. I just sit at the craps table. Yeah. They ain't just rolling in by the free drinks the whole night. Because you got your boys behind you now. Yeah. You got your boys behind you egging you on, no matter how much. Yeah. Hey, man, roll again. Play the roulette again. Blackjack again. Hey, if you get busted on uh, blackjack, hey, put another stack on. I'm just telling you. I've been there. I'm not telling you something I heard. I'll tell you something I know. And they want the VIP <laughs> table treatment. So uh, you've been there is what you're saying. Been there, done that, yes. They want the, they want the bottle service. They want yeah. all of that stuff. And so, yeah, it, it, it does lend itself to a little more trouble. Yeah. And we'll figure out whether or not they can uh, behave themselves. But Is there can, limos involved, like, huh? after the gambling? Is there limos involved? There's a, limos involved, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 limos. So involved. you're not just at one casino. No, bro. You're I mean, you're, you're, you're. I mean, you got you got limos. You got comp limos. You got comp rooms. All that kind of stuff. Comp yeah. meals. Comp meals. All that kind of stuff. Because they know they can comp you all that stuff. Because they know if you come to their casino, whatever they comp you with, right. you're going to get it back anyway, triple, five times more. Uh, like, like like my boys, T-Bolt and all them that go out there, Captain Ron, all of them, they are m- m- small betters compared to what Leon's talking about. And they still get rated. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I was just stay, talking about the NFL yeah, Oh, yeah, they still mm-hmm. get rated. They get their free room nights oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Just oh, they yeah. can go out there and just have, them, have themselves a big time. Uh, and so 
the, the game itself is one of a thousand things that's going on in Vegas, and I just wonder how it'll play. So Joe Buck is basically, he's panning it a little bit. He's being uh, uh, a killjoy, you know, saying there's going to be a bad story that's going to come out. He goes, I'm not one of the guys that wants to see this game in Vegas or go to Vegas. You know what? You're one of the bigger voices in the National Football League. And, heck, we might as well have it in Vegas because if it's up to Roger Goodell, every game's going to be played outside of the United States if you leave it up to him. Well, what's the purpose of building that, that illustrious stadium if you're not going to have a Super Bowl? Yeah. That's the whole purpose. That's the reason why Jacksonville wants to get their stadium because guess mm-hmm. what? We want to bid on the Super Bowl sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, look, it is the mecca when it comes to uh, entertainment, and it has the weather to go along with the entertainment. New York – doesn't necessarily have the weather. Chicago doesn't necessarily have the weather. You, you, we know the, the Sun Belt cities, and of course Vegas in the desert, certainly qualifies for that. Well, let me ask a question to all three of you, mm-hmm. right? All right. Let, I mean, last time I went to Vegas, is it me? But it, it really didn't have the same effect on me when I was like 30 years younger. I didn't no, enjoy it, it as much. I mean, did you get well, that from pricey. When was the last time you went to Vegas? How old 20, were you? Yeah. It's been 15 years. Okay, so 16. You were 21. I mean, because I mean, last year I went to Vegas for the cigar convention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I was looking for a cigar lounge. I was moving about, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was hot as hell. All right. Mm-hmm. It was crowded. It was people everywhere. I didn't enjoy the strip. I mean, the food was high priced and everything. I didn't enjoy this channel- much. Are you channeling your inner house? I don't know. Right I feel like that. You know what? I feel like that Geico commercial where you, you, you start acting like your parents. You know what <laughs> it is? I feel like it's- I felt like that when I was there. I didn't enjoy this much. But you liked it initially. The initial impact was all right, Vegas. Exactly. And That's- then, like then after I- like two nights, you're like. I got to get out. Well, yeah, well, bro. I got to get out. But when I went, to, listen, when I went to check into my hotel, I'm at the poolside, right? I'm going to get me a drink. Mm-hmm. I got me a double bock and, and, uh, and orange juice, right? How much? 30 bucks. Yeah. 30 bucks, bro. I was like, well, I got to go, bro. Quick. Yeah. It, well, I said, I got to go. Yeah, I got to To answer your question, Leon, so last time I went it's to Vegas. Tag. Right. Last time I went to Vegas uh, was for a work trip mm-hmm. through the Academy of Country Music Awards. So they actually had me living in the MGM Grand for 10 days. Mm-hmm. And so – to your point, initially, you're 21 years old and it sounds awesome, but when you're living in the MGM and you literally go four days without leaving the premises mm-hmm. of one casino, mm-hmm. and also you are working, so you're you know, you're know, playing the penny slots as you're walking to the office in the morning, yeah. but you're not necessarily out yeah. here gambling and, and drinking, it kind of lost the allure to the point that I had to beg the Tuesday night we went out to dinner in MGM Grand, and I had mm-hmm. to beg the local interns from California. I was like, can we please just go to New York, New York? I just need to see something else. Well, because you need to you, see you the sun. Lost. Yeah. Right, yeah. that yeah. too. Because they're so big now, you can walk from casino to casino through malls where they're all connected. Right. It's just nuts. You never see the sun. The classic. That's how was, you avoid the heat, by the yeah. way. Yeah, because they, they, they want you to stay inside because it is hot as Hades. Now, you know what the, the high point on my trip was? Okay, I'm leaving the, the Bellagio after doing the cigar. Mm-hmm. I'm wait, for, for, first of all, I'm waiting in line for like an hour for a cab, right? Mm-hmm. I get to the top of the line, right? I'm about to get in my cab. These three young ladies, they were they were smoking hot. Mm-hmm. They said, can we get in the cab with you? We're trying to go to Garth Brooks. Of course you can. <laughs> Come on in. Get it. They paid for the tab, took pictures right. with me and everything. That was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> when you were on your way out. Yeah, on your about, way out of town. I, I was on the way out of town. Yeah, oh, that that's part. beautiful. On your way out of town. That's dog. beautiful. All right. All right, so 
let's set this up. And, and obviously, we're going to be talking about the game itself. And, and, and we've got our prop bet shop opened up with uh, JJ back at JJville. He's going to be handing out uh, more props in the noon hour. You're playing for basically what I have in my in my beer closet, my golf prize closet, a golf club of Southampton. Normally, our Wednesday sponsor will be talking about them tomorrow, but they will hook you up with some golf. And we'll make sure that we get as many of just the fun beer chotsky stuff that we can throw in the bag as well. But basically, you're trying to get at a minimum two out of three prop bets correct. Uh, JJ will ask you the battery of questions. You will have to include uh, an answer to a Swifty question. Uh, and if you get two out of three, you go into the drawing, and we'll give out as many prizes as we can. And obviously, we will be getting in touch with you. Now, I want to set up the, the money tree question with your Jaguars coming up here in a second. But don't forget, if you're hosting a Super Bowl party, you got all kinds of football-themed chocolate decor. All you got to do is look around any of these Peterbrook chocolatiers. You know how many people, like we had our cook-off yesterday. You got to get to the dessert, man. And so if you go to Peterbrook, any of the local Peterbrook locations, you can ask the local shop, and they can help you decorate in team colors, large chocolate popcorn stuffed footballs. That's a great centerpiece. So you've got all these things for the Super Bowl that you can have fun with here at Peterbrook. And then, of course, you've got – Valentine's. Don't wait to the last minute. Uh, make sure that you drop on by. And again, we mentioned if you throw that word Vegas their way, you make a purchase, you're going to get a free chocolate-dipped strawberry from now through February 11th. Uh, and so you can definitely take advantage of that. Now, if you come in during our show, we've got a chance to just hand off a gift bag to you in this noon hour. Okay? So you've got to come in, and I guess you could throw the word Vegas at us, but if you want to yell Duval or something like that, then you've got a chance. But come on in. In Ponte Vedra, Sawgrass Village, what are we, 333 Main Street? Is that right? Yeah, two doors down from um, from Foxtail's Coffee, mm-hmm. uh, Blue Mercury's across the street. Actually, did you see who's moving in next door to here? I did not. I Our s- buddies at John Smith Subs. Oh, okay, excellent. I so, wonder if it's a Solomon-owned location. we gotta, we got to mm. find out the details and on you, that front. And you got your landmarks. There's a, a liquor store over here. Oh, so there's an ABC. <laughs> on the other side, which is as you're heading into TPC Sawgrass, that is definitely one of the landmarks. And then you got the, the pub right there. Anyway, you keep cruising in. And you'll see Nona Blue on one side, and you'll see Peterbrook. Uh, but definitely drop on by. We've got a gift bag basket that we will give out in this noon hour. But you need to come on in and say hello to us. Uh, and then in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll see if we can't do it again. So let me give you the dollars. Because you come in here, you can spend your dollars wisely. You can get something great uh, for your Valentine. The idea of having a quarterback on a rookie contract is massive, right? Because remember, we've seen how expensive a Dak Prescott number for Dallas counts. And if you look at Brock Purdy, he is making over four years $3.7 million. $3.7 million is his contract. It is a deal. Compare that to Pat Mahomes, who has a 10-year $450 million deal. That's going right now. So the cap hit for Purdy is 889000 The cap hit for Mahomes is $37 million. And so when you start doing the math, and that's when we bring it back to Jacksonville, and I'll keep throwing some of these numbers at you guys, but they're going to have to throw a bunch of cash at Trevor Lawrence at some point, and they still have to figure out a way to manage the rest of this cap and make sure they keep their superstars. And so that is the hardest thing. Think about what has happened. Andy Reid, and who is it, uh, Brent Veach, is that his name? The guy Brent Veach. Veach, yeah, Veach, that is in charge of Kansas City's salary cap. Think of this now, Leon. 
they are managing a football team that is playing in their fourth Super Bowl in five years. They've said goodbye to a few superstars. They've rewarded a few superstars. And they have a cap hit of $37 million for Pat Mahomes, and they look like they're not missing a beat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, they got to a Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes was on his his rookie deal, wasn't it? Yeah, the first time. The first time, yeah, Yeah. first time when they beat the 49ers. But listen, they they know the centerpiece. I mean, this is like a a, it's like a decorative table. The centerpiece is Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. and then everything else is a compliment to that. You know, the wide receivers, the offensive line, all that kind of stuff. I mean, so you you got the centerpiece, you put the pieces around them. Offensive line, just think about that Super Bowl when they played Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. how badly that offensive line got beat up. That next year, in free agency, they went and got guys. They went and drafted guys to protect them and make sure. Now, his quarterback, I mean, his, his wide receiver situation has depleted a little bit, but he's still Patrick Mahomes. He's going to throw you open. Now, he, he struggled a little bit with him mm-hmm. communication-wise during the season, but – you kind of figured that when it came to postseason time that he was going to – those things were going to be kind of corrected. You know, those things are going to be – now, Kadarius Tony is not happy because he's not playing. He's mm-hmm. not getting any time. But, yeah, listen, <laughs> hey, he was he's on bur- me today. Yeah. Yeah, he, are you yeah, a one? I mean, he burnt his bridge. That's, if they he, throw me the ball, I'm a one. He yeah, might, right. Yeah, 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 right. So, he might be a healthy scratch during the Super Bowl. He might be. He might be. But, yeah, yeah, listen, you invest that kind of money when you know as a franchise that the guy that you have is whatever you want to call him, generational – whatever, uh, Hall of Famer, all that kind of guy. So if you, if you got the guy and you know it, you don't have a problem making that kind of, that kind of monetary commitment. To Pat him. Mahomes, seven seasons. Yeah. 63 interceptions. Seven seasons. In seven. In and seven and by the way, seasons. Seven seasons. Yeah. Wow. Trevor, in three seasons? 60 turnovers. Yeah, 60. And, and, you know, the other thing about that interception number is that it actually has kind of gone up a little bit with the departure of some of the stars and some of the right. struggles. And, and, my and he still is able to, to, to fix mm. everything when it My, my own thing about that, okay, obviously he's not Patrick Mahomes. That's number one. Number two, I'm not giving up on him. I'm just right. saying that's a glaring red flag that has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. He, he knows that. Yeah. They know that. I don't think you're going to invest $400 million in a guy when that's a glaring red flag there. Yeah. I, I don't know that they get anything done this, this year. I think they might well, have to wait. Well, let me ask you this question. So, what's your if – you're, if you're Trevor Which Lawrence – Which could be better for Trevor down the road anyway. It could be. It could be, be better for him. I.e., look at Josh Allen and saying, how much money he's about to make. I mean, if you're, if you're Trevor Lawrence's uh, agent and, and, and it's going to hit the table, the negotiating table, where they throw that 60, 60 – Turnovers right. in the negotiation. Of, of, you better I mean, believe that's going to be part. Oh, of it. absolutely! They're going to use that as leverage. I mean, what, if you're his agent, what what can you say? That, what, what, you can't give them. You can't make an excuse for it. I mean, what what would be your, make, what, you what would be your rebuttal to or, that? What could, well, you can't make an injury excuse. You yeah. can't make we don't have the right receivers excuse because there are quarterbacks all over the league. Yeah, making plays with second and third team receivers. Mm-hmm. All right, there are quarterbacks all over the league playing with injuries, so you can't make those excuses. Um, Look, he didn't get help. There's no doubt about that. Their offensive line was terrible. Um, you know, they had problems with receiver again. They got guy, a guy, their number one is supposed to be the number one, running the wrong routes half the time. So he clearly didn't get help. But he's also a guy who, if you expect him to be this elite $400 million contract guy, you play through that mm-hmm. and you elevate others. And I don't think he's done that. Well, here, here's, here's the thing I'm, I'm thinking. that If I'm Trevor Lawrence and I'm in the negotiating table and they bring something – at me like the 60 turnovers over the last couple of years, then I'm, if I'm Trevor, I'm going to say, well, get me someone to protect me. 
Give me this guy. Give sure. me that guy. Go on the free agency. Get Absolutely. me a center. Yes. Get me a guard. Get yes. me two guards. What are you going to do about the left tackle situation? And my backside is going to be protected. Make some We're noise. Gonna, yeah. Make some noise. Don't sit there and, and twiddle your thumbs. Yeah, and just but wait is for he that door. guy? He's got to be that guy if he wants to get paid. Not only, not only like in negotiations, but he needs to be that guy on the field. He needs to be Troy Aikman stalking the sidelines in that one clip we saw yeah. when he was screaming at the offensive line. And then Campo, of course, looked at us and said, yeah, he was talking about me being the coach. And Dave was fine with it because you need a guy like that that will get in someone's face and say, right. you are not doing the job. It's different when a player says it to another player as opposed to a coach saying it to another player. Okay, right? so let, let's do this real quick. JJ, you pull up the Trevor soundbite uh, because he was on the NFL Network, and, and you're talking about that intensity level that you'd like to see from him, okay? Yes. One of the soundbites is, is, is talking about missing the playoffs could be good in the long run. Now, when you hear that, when you hear your quarterback say something like that, you, it, it may not sit well no, with Jaguar like fan that. out there. When, when he said, But anyway, just let's listen. Get in context yeah yet. get it in context yeah. because all right. all right so here's trevor nfl network on uh, lo- uh, in the long run it could be good i think it could be a good thing for us in the long run and sometimes when you have a season that finishes that way especially not making the playoffs in the position that we were in it kind of heightens the sense of urgency for everyone we know all right we're not where we need to be we know we're, we're not where we want to be and you're coming off that instead of you know maybe a year maybe we make the playoffs we found a way to make the playoffs um, this year, and we don't learn the lessons we do because we think we're a little bit better than maybe we are. So I think it could heighten the sense of urgency. It could you know, put a little pressure on us in a good way, and we need that. I don't know about you, Leon, but I hear that, and I hear we went further than people expected last year, mm. and maybe that covered up some of the gaping holes and some of the other shortcomings because it was, well, look, we made the second round of the playoffs, and we played the Chiefs tough, and so therefore we're already there. Yeah, I mean, what, I'm, like, I, I, I I'm okay. That. I'm okay with that. But what I would rather have heard from Trevor is, you know what? What happened last year was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. This team had expectations beyond anybody of, of the imagination, especially after what we did the year before, and to start off eight and three and to finish out and not make the playoffs. That can that that kind of that time that kind of behavior can't be tolerated here at Jacksonville. But we want to be the team that we need to be. Right. It's well, totally not, unacceptable. Not I'd only, like to hear that. Not too. only is he calling his teammates out, he's also putting himself on the spot by doing that, too. Yeah. Like, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable yeah. for me, too. Yeah. Like, like he can pair them both up. I, yeah. don't, mind, I don't even mind if he pairs them both yeah. up. But at the same time, yeah, uh, angry. Angry right now. Yeah. Okay, you need to be angry, Trevor. Fire in the belly, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, look. We, like, you know, last year when he's, I kept receipts. Well, right. but. The Titans kept a receipt, too. Yeah, exactly. And lost the game. And, and that team was a five-win club that just wanted to deliver one more blow yes. to you before Vrabel gets run out of town. And that team wasn't better than us. No, no. That, that, I don't care what anybody says. That Titan team was not better than us. And we got beat. Nor were the Bucks, and you Handled. lost by 30. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's taking receipts. I, I, so, if he wants to be that guy that says, I'm taking receipts, be that guy. Right. Yeah. Be that guy every single week. And it's like we said, if you throw the Mahomes interceptions over seven seasons out there, it's a fairly small 63. number. Yeah, fairly small number when you average it out. But he don't always, forget, he really only played one game Yeah, the first played one year. game at the end of that first year. So six, whatever, six, game, six seasons in a game if you want. But at the same time, he was able to make up bad play. He could turn around and make a good play. And Trevor's fighting that part of it right now. And Josh Allen, we say the same thing about him. He has a record for games with turnovers, consecutive games. But you have got to be able to turn around and make another play, get your team right back in position. And that's where Trevor's, like you said, 
kind of have a little bit of a come to Jesus not, speak. Not only that, it's it's you know, and, and again, it's Mahomes. I get it, mm-hmm. but it's, he's it's, the bar. It's, it's touchdown passes. It's he's got two hundred seventy three touchdown passes in yeah. six seasons in a game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now that's another thing. This team has had under Trevor and under this this system in his first gimme putt with the mm-hmm. idiot as coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you've got two two years with with Peterson. He hasn't become a guy where when they get in the red zone, he makes plays. Right. He makes throws, yeah. legit throws that lead to touchdown passes. He becomes. He the, hasn't been that guy. Right. The big cat. That's, yes. what, I, you I, that's gotta, what we need. When you get in the red zone, the quarterback has to be the guy that makes touchdown throws. Yeah. Not yeah. just finding a guy wide open. You've got to throw guys open. You've got to be that guy. And he's yeah. not that guy yet. And, and, and Mahomes. At least in, consistently he's right. not that Mahomes guy. Mahomes engineers so many things at the line of scrimmage like Peyton Manning used to, used to do. He'd bait a defense into a certain thought that they would think that he's going in this direction and he would bait him into it. Those are the things that Mahomes needs to, or excuse me, Lawrence needs to work on to where he can be up just – take control of those situations instead of be a slave to those situations. It's so tight there, man. Like, receivers win for a second, and then they're covered. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to find that. You've got to throw them open. And he's he's done it. There's no doubt he's done it, yeah. right? Yeah. He just doesn't do it consistently. That's right. the difference between an elite quarterback exactly. who makes $400 million and a guy who's trying to find his way. So listen to these numbers, and we'll, you guys hit us, 641-1010. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can go to YouTube. You can search 1010XL. you see the inside of the beautiful Peter Brook Chocolatiers where we are here in Ponte Vedra Beach, uh, and you can throw a comment there. But these numbers, okay, Brock Purdy, the percent of the cap that he counts against, he is 0.4% against the cap. <laughs> He's not even a half of a percent in the salary cap. Meanwhile, Pat Mahomes is 16.5% against the cap, which is still kind of low, all things considered, but 165 versus a half of, of a percent. And so that's where that football team still is amazing to me that they continue to draft and put guys in rookie positions in second-year guys. Paco Pacheco is still playing on a rookie contract. Trent mm-hmm. McDuffie is. You can go down the line of these guys. Anyway, that's where we are. So you guys hit us with it. Let us know what you're thinking as far as – and we might even do like a like – on Campo and Joe yesterday, we did a little one-two-three recipe. What are the one-two-three things that you think this team can do that's going to get us to where this team needs to be? So maybe in honor of the uh, chocolate that we're hanging out and enjoying today, uh, we could come up with the recipe. All right, Peterbrook Chocolatiers, all you got to do is come on by and say, hey, we'd love to see you. And they've got many, many, many locations all over the First Coast area. And we're talking from St. Aug to Amelia Island. And so you can start planning from now all the way through Valentine's Day. Get in, make sure you get it done. Just mention the word Vegas and you can get a free treat with any purchase we're talking a dipped strawberry with all that delicious chocolate goodness any of the north florida locations definitely drop on by and say hello to us we've got a chance for you to pick up a gift basket in the noon hour and the one o'clock hour so come on by this peterbrook chocolatiers with xl primetime right here in beautiful ponte Vedra beach disappointed uh, i think everybody felt that way an organization fan city all that you know it's disappointing to finish the way we did especially where we were at 8-3 at one point in the season. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. That was the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, on the NFL Network Super Bowl coverage from Las Vegas yesterday. He also joined Kay Adams on Up and Adams. We'll have sound from that interview this morning coming up in just a little bit. 
but we are here back in Duval County, actually St. John's County, as a matter of fact, hanging out at the Peterbrook Chocolatier in Sawgrass Village. In case you missed it, if you're looking for a way to combine the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, look no further than Peterbrook, whether you're down in the Og Dog or you're up in Amelia Island. All of their locations have tons of cool stuff going on over the next few weeks, and that includes from today until Sunday. If you stop at any local Peterbrook chocolatier and you mention the word Vegas, you will receive a free dipped strawberry with a purchase. And you know you're going to want to take advantage of that. You're also, if you are in the Sawgrass area, going to want to stop by XL Primetime today because we have two gift baskets just sitting here, boys. Mm-hmm. Waiting. One in, the, one in yeah. this hour, one in the next hour. Waiting to be given away. So we're looking for you to stop on by. Yell Duval as you walk in the door. It's quiet right now. We're no Vegas, o- baby. Those no offense, good, no too, offense to those housewives uh, of Sawgrass who are so lovely wandering around our neighbor, the neighborhood here. Um, but we need to spice it up a little bit. Do we not, Leon? We need to get it a little bit louder in here. We yeah. got chocolate. We need sugar high. Come on. Yeah. We need a Duval to come in uh, yeah. Peterbrook's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's crash the party. Stop on by. Again, yeah. that's Peterbrook Chocolatier. We are in the Sawgrass Village Plaza across from Blue Mercury, mm. right down the road from ABC Wine and Spirits. Continuing our conversation regarding Trevor Lawrence. Let me throw some numbers at you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matt, what was that Trevor Lawrence turnovers in three years? 60, I believe, yeah. Okay, 60. I know another quarterback who in his first three years in the league, 50 turnovers. Okay. He was a mid-round pick, so not the number one overall pick. So that, of course, creates an interesting cap situation in the moment on a rookie deal, but also in terms of an extension. Franchise tagged, exclusive franchise tag, and then was given an extension. Deck. Can I have a Yahtzee, JJ, mm-hmm. a ding, a yes, sir, because Leon Searcy hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Cousins. Not yeah. that I think we want to compare Trevor to Dak Prescott. I think that I speak for all of Jaguars fans when I say that there's loftier hopes and dreams for the former number one overall pick. But you can't deny, once Dak and the system around him was built, I'm not saying it wasn't built when he first came in, but when they fortified that offensive line, when they drafted C.D. Lamb, they brought in Michael Gallup, and he started to ascend. The ascension of Tony Pollard. Yes, they had Zeke already, but when all those pieces started to come together year four, year five, is that not when we started to say, oh, okay, he's a potentially top ten quarterback? And, again, we have we have loftier goals for Trevor Lawrence, but I don't, don't think Jaguar fans would be upset necessarily with a progression akin to Dak, who did cut down like, on the turnovers this year. Yeah, and, and last year he was – terrible down the stretch, even though they got to the postseason. He was also terrible at home against the Packers in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying last year he was terrible, and then this year cleaned up all the interceptions, and then obviously the loss to Green Bay. But the bottom line is is they're spending a ton of money on him, and he counts in the neighborhood of $59 million against the cap this coming season. So it's just a gaudy, gaudy big number. But they were able to figure out how to how to make it all work. They had to say, say goodbye to Amari Cooper. They had to say goodbye to Zeke Elliott. But they kept a lot of those other guys, including those big linemen. And it's not all necessarily held up, but they've been able to manage that cap. Think of Lamar. So, when Lamar gets that big extension, they were able to manage the cap up there in, in Baltimore as well. You've got to figure out a way to do it if you're going to keep it going. Uh, okay. So I, I just feel like we're making excuses for him. I honestly do. What are you I'm talking not saying, about? I'm not saying me yeah. or you. I'm just yeah. saying in general. I'm okay? just trying to throw yeah. out another Hang quarterback. On, just, that I, and I'm going to th- throw out another quarterback right. now, okay? So now let's talk about C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. What was his offensive line like? Mm-hmm. It was not good. At one point, they, they were down four starters. 
Okay, hang on. Yeah. What were his receivers like? They were well, pretty by good. The, well, yeah. by the end of the year, yeah. he was down two. Mm-hmm. Okay? What did he do? How did he play this year? In his first year in the league. Right. Okay, we have to separate this. I am not making. No, I don't, no, no, I, no. I, no I don't, I'm just I, looking at you. Right. I'm no, throwing no. it out there. Is all right, I'm doing. but I'm just saying I don't think there are that many people making excuses other than the injury excuse for Trevor Lawrence, there are. which uh, you got to be kidding me. I'm telling it you, is, I heard I heard Dave Campo on our show. He says it all the time. Yeah, you got injuries. You got offensive line. You got receiver issues. Those are real. Those aren't necessarily excuses. They Those were real are for real for CJ Stroud. Too, I under- what happened? I understand that. It, and obviously, hey, are they real for D'Amico Ryan's versus Doug Peterson? We can criticize Doug the exact same way. We can criticize all the people that were involved. It wasn't just one cat. I mean, that's the thing I think that, that. Right, but when you're the quarterback, you are the guy. I understand that. Do you think with our whole first segment was talking about how Trevor needs to put some more pressure on himself? He better put more pressure on himself. You just, keep, is, you just keep babying him, all right? I ain't babying him. Keep but going. I'll just tell you this. Every, like, just in, as far as Trevor's circle alone, Trevor's sitting there going, baby him. He burped him. And, and, <laughs> See, Leon agrees. Yeah. Oh, well, look, he is not free of criticism. How the hell are you even suggesting that people are babying him? I'll just I'll give you this, a snippet of Trevor's life right now. He sees some of the stuff that goes on on social media. He's like, they must want to run me right out of town. Look, they somebody, must want to run me right got to, out of town. Somebody has got to get in his grill and say it's been easy for you all your life. Yeah. All your life yeah. it's been easy for you. I totally okay? get that. You, you, you've been an elite, an elite at the top of the, of, of the players at every level you've been at. Guess what? It's not that way anymore, so you've got to work. Yeah, yeah. It's time to work. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's any question that he needs to get in his own face with I that. think he has the talent to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's time to work, man. Yeah. All right, let's hit it that real quick back at JJville. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't want to get away from this Trevor Lawrence conversation because we do have some more sound we're going to listen to. But Tiger is back, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know we have to hit the it. The Genesis. The Genesis Invitational is excited to welcome back its player host to Riviera, Tiger Woods, who tweeted out about 40 minutes ago that he will be playing, making his 2024 season debut next week in Southern California. You know, what was interesting about him coming out of the last event that he played in, which was his also his event, uh, the Hero World Challenge uh, in December, was that he's looking forward to the idea of maybe playing once a month. I think it's probably still a big reach, but this is his event as well, Riviera Country Club, which, by the way, I've said this every year that he enters this tournament. This is the place where he has the most starts without a win. The most starts. And you would think growing up in sunny Southern California. That's his club. Yeah, he'd know how to handle Riviera. He doesn't. He is torch Torrey Pines. He's everywhere else he's gone. You know, it's been his own personal stomping ground. He has never won at Riviera, uh, and it's the the place where he he has uh, the host duties. So if he were to play, this is February, and let's just assume. Throw it out there. Yeah, let's just assume if you go February, March, April, then it could be the Genesis Invitational, it could be the players, and then it could be Augusta. And if that is the case, I've maintained as much as he may not be a fan necessarily of this layout, he can actually win on this layout with the game that he's got right now. And he's won twice here. How long has he laid out already? How many months? Um, so he, the, this is the first PGA Tour event. He played in the majors since, first he played tour in the event PGA, he la, did a not, year ago. Then he tied for forty fifth, right? Because yeah. no, then he went. Jo- then he July. went to the Masters. Mm-hmm. Had to withdraw because of the foot injury. 
Later so underwent six, six months of layout. fusion surgery. And tried, then, tried the PGA. Right. Then went to – Did not play in L.A. The Open. Yeah, went to the Open, and then we haven't seen him since. And then he, he did play With, the uh, Hero, Charlie. which was in Albany, in the Bahamas. And then he played the, P and, uh, the father-son. And so he has played limit, limited golf. But at the very least, he has a game now, believe it or not, that he can win here. You got to say it loud, bro. You got to say it loud. Uh, there we go. There we go. We needed yeah. more than that. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Um, so, when, when you think of it, honestly, it is a golf course where the classic line is: you got to play every club in your bag, and he can win on this golf course. He's hoisted the crystal when it was crystal twice here, uh, in one and in, in thirteen. So it would be great if he could do that. I don't know whether he will, uh, but hopefully he would make. I mean, the last time he was in like a legit tournament. Mm -hmm. He was struggling, bro. Of course. Physically. Uh, yeah. And, and he, he is now – he keeps saying the same thing, and we're not listening. He's just trying to – he says, my ankle is fine. It's pain-free. Right. Uh, but it's all the other things. Right. And it's just a never-ending process of trying to get your body to do what you want it to do. His body's breaking down. Yeah. 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 And, and just imagine, like, Leon had the, the infamous punch, okay? Just imagine if you did that. I don't know, five or 600 times mm. every three days, <clears throat> yeah. you know, whatever the swing is a, a, a week, and then, and then put all the walk, and you did that, boom, that same move every single time. That's what a golf swing is. Yeah, that's why my elbow's on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, that's good news. That's Tiger good news. is, uh, he, during his pre-tournament news conference, he will also be discussing, it's expected to discuss his split <clears throat> with Nike last month, as well as the deal the tour struck with the strategic sports group that will infuse up to $3 billion into the tour's new for-profit entity, PGA Tour Enterprises, mm -hmm. as well as a potential partnership with the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Speaking of which, there is a report from Bloomberg this morning that Saudi Arabia has threatened to imprison the bankers and consultants it works with if they cooperate with the probe by U.S. lawmakers into the planned merger of the PGA Tour with Live Golf. You do have to love the strong arm of the law over there uh, in the sandy spot uh -huh. that is Saudi Arabia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it, a place that, uh, well, there's so many things that uh, they don't do over there. And the PGA is uh, willingly getting in bed yeah. with them. Uh, mm -hmm. they, uh, they're among many businesses, uh, as you editorialize over there, among many businesses in the United States of America that are in bed with them. And maybe okay? I shouldn't be saying this so loud, given that we are about a mile away from PGA yeah. Tour World Headquarters yeah. here in Sawgrass yeah. Village. Well, look, but it's, it's uh, been, just reporting the news. Just yeah, reporting the news. It's been an extremely unpopular thing at times, but at the same time, all the players said, we want more money, and they're going to try and find more money. And, and the, the, uh, the Fenway group has come in with a bunch of money, so they got a chance to do something. So who knows? Who knows? They're going to make a for-profit league where these boy, big boys are going to play. That's what they want. We'll find out whether they can do it or not. All right, back to the Trevor discussion because uh, talk about big boys, that's, that's what has to happen. And I don't, I don't think any of us can get away from the idea that there are several people, Leon, Several people that have to feel like it is on them. The onus ain't just on 16. It's largely on him. But there's about 60, 70 other people in that building that need to feel just as much pressure as Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well, I mean, he's got to be like a, like a lead singer, right, of a band. Mm -hmm. All right? He's got, you know, if, if everybody's not in tune, then it all goes to crap. All yeah. right? So the pieces that are around him, if they're not performing, he needs to call them out. Because he's got to be Frankie Valley, is that what you're saying? <laughs> he got to be. He's got to be Frankie Mick Jack, whatever he needs to be. Or huh? Justin Timberlake when he was. He just needs the, the people that are around him that aren't playing well. 
He's got to hold them accountable because that's a reflection on him. The wide receivers, the offensive line, the running backs, all that, the protection, the breaks down in protection, all that. I would like – I just like to see him be – I don't want him to call people out, but I just like to be, see him be a little bit – you don't think you don't think Brew got, in, get, got into us in, in the huddle yeah. when things weren't going right, me and Bo? Now, mm-hmm. we had to check him every now and then, but we were fine but with But Brunel was leading. But Brunel, he was leading. He was absolutely leading. He would call people out. Hey, the back missed this here or missed a block here or whatever. He would say, hey, listen, we, get, we can't have that. We can't have that. We're trying to do this, this, and that, whatever. You can't take it personal. It's a job. You know, it's a job. If you take it personal, you don't need to be And coming from your quarterback has much more impact than than Absolutely. It has much more impact from coming from your quarterback if you're not getting the job done as an offensive line, the running back, wide receivers. And in the heat of battle, Mm -hmm. in the heat of battle, if you're not getting it done, you got to put all emotions and feelings aside. You got to take it. You got to take it. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not in that huddle, so I'm only speculating. Mm-hmm. But the pieces around him, if they're not good, mass majority of the time, he's not going to be as good. But he's, right? he's never had to have that voice. And he's never had to because have. Because he's be- been so good everywhere saying. he's played. Yeah. And he's been on that's winning right. teams and he's won championships. He's never had to have that voice. Yeah, I, now he's got to have it. His talent could override everything yes. else. Yeah. And that's why you, you cannot get away from this. The leap from college to pro is as big as it gets. Yeah. It is bigger than any other leap level, whatever, that he's gone through. And this is also the argument that we like to have. He had a bunch of first-rounders around him in college because of recruiting yeah. and the way it was going. He don't have a bunch of first-rounders yeah, around him. he's got good players around him right now. He's got yeah. some good players oh, yeah, around him right now. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't, don't get But he's got to do he, more, like He knows this, okay? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. gets up in the morning and looks in the mirror, and he knows this. The question is, does he want to put the effort into making it happen? That's the question. Can I read you some stats? This is courtesy of our friends at Jaguar Report and Daniel Griffiths. Again, this is just one factor as we discuss, and we're going to get to DJ Dell's fantastic edit that he made for us on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures in just a second. Are we making excuses? Is the reality of the situation that Trevor Lawrence was put behind the eight ball because of everything around him? So, again, from Daniel Griffiths, this is completed versus intended Yards through the air. So Trevor throws the ball. This is the number of yards that was completed versus the number of yards that those passes actually traveled. Ready? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley, 807 completed yards through the air. So Mm -hmm. ball goes through the air. He catches it. 807 yards out of a possible 1,923 yards intended. Christian Kirk, 526 completed yards through the air. And, again, this doesn't account for Yak, but still right. yards through the air out of 896. Zay Jones, 249 completed yards through the air versus 854 intended yards through the air. And, finally, Evan Ingram, which I know so many of you Nooners love talking about this because how can you have 1,000 yards and yet – or, excuse me, how could you have 116 catches but not hit the 1,000-yard mark? 427 completed yards through the air versus 732 intended yards through the air uh, I, the, the guys and maybe it's not even a guy it's AI doing all these numbers I don't know how in the world they actually get any sleep at night having Look, to calculate I mean, all this stuff. I, mean I, I Kirk, understand all that but yeah. you know what you know what I also understand they suck in the red zone yeah Right. How about yeah. that? That's yeah. that's a but, but how about that? Yeah. But look at the number that yeah. is basically doubled in Calvin Ridley's world. No, I know, that, I know that, all that. that. No, that I, no, 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 no. That's, I get all that is, of that. That yes. is real. I'm that, not denying it. Yeah. All I'm telling you is, when they get to the red zone and the field shortens <clears throat> and your quarterback has to make a play, right? They suck. 
again, and have for the it, last two years. Right? Does anybody argue? Mm. No. Again, whenever you say they suck, that's mm. more than one person. And and Calvin yes. Ridley had chances mm. to make forty and fifty yard catches at the goal line and did not make them. I'm not uh, disagreeing with yeah, you on that. And, and so that's the one that pops out to me. Kirk was the most reliable because he had the most intended targets and was able to make the most out of them. Now, remember what the other report was that came out of Walter Football at the Senior Bowl was those yak yards is what they wanted to see from Calvin, and they didn't get enough of that out of him either. And he's still regarded as one of the main pieces that they've got to make sure that they don't lose. Yet he has all these failings. Wrong routes, drops, not you know, not the, not creating the the yak offense that he was supposed to be creating. Poor That's throws. all real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's not forget that. Uh, b- believe me, Mysteries. I don't think we are. See, this is what I'm trying to figure Let's not out. Not forget that. Yeah. What, what was the second one? Misreads, yeah. poor throws. Let's not forget that. Uh, I'm not. All right. Mm-hmm. But so now, now it sounds like if you're like if I'm reading this, mm. he's you're putting more on Trevor than you are on Calvin. No, that's what it, that's what it I'm, sounds sound like. Sound like Press Taylor no. after Calvin Ridley adamantly denied. What I'm trying denied. to do yeah. is, I'm trying to like throw a little reality into the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and do you think that people aren't uh, identifying with the idea that Trevor needs to play better? They do. They are. They're just not putting it all on him. Look, when that, ball, teams, when that ball is right there and he drops it in the end zone, teams, whose fault good, was that? Good teams become great because they have a great quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Whose fault was that? What? On the hands. Well, it's the receiver's fault. Yeah, but of course, I said yeah. it all the time. Right. You get two ends of the ball, you got to catch yeah, the ball. I don't care yeah. where your feet are. Right, and so his stats would look a lot better if those guys were hauling those balls in. Whether and you so. think we are babying Trevor, protecting Trevor, or not, uh, here's one guy who a lot of folks on social media believe is defending Trevor, and that is uh, a Hall of Famer in Peyton Manning. This was this past weekend at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, look, I have plenty of ups and downs, and you know, there's no guarantee that just because you had a good, you know, first or second year that means it's going to be good the next year. Right? I had a bad rookie year, kind of a, a good second year, good third year, kind of an off uh, fourth year, so. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I think Trevor knows that. Um, but he's an extremely hard worker. Obviously, I know Jacksonville wants to keep him healthy because there's a, it's a difference when he's not in the starting lineup. Uh, talked to him uh, this week, uh, trying to maybe see if he was going to come down once Lamar uh, was unable to play. And uh, just couldn't, couldn't uh, kind of a late notice thing for him. But he's great. I uh, uh, love watching him play. And uh, Jacksonville's going to be in the mix uh, next year, uh, without a doubt, I think, because he's determined. I know they're frustrated with the way they finished and competitive guys. So watch out for the Jaguars next year. And that video is courtesy of Action Sports Jacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Action Sports Jacks. And you uh, can just imagine you get a phone call from Peyton and you got to tell him no, Leon, uh, mm-hmm. because he was asking him to come down there and play. And, and heck, Peyton needs a win against Eli. He's, oh, in the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> But he tried to get him to come down there, and he wouldn't. He was just one Look, of the, I, I, one I of just those. want to be very clear. Yeah. He's uber talented. Yeah. And I'm not giving him on him at all. I, yeah, think but, he, I think he has the potential to be an elite quarterback. Yeah. But he, the change has to come in him as well. Yeah, I think not we're just, all – Not yeah. just offensive line, not just receivers, not just Press Taylor. The change has to come within him too. Yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement. We keep saying the same thing. Trev needs to look at, at the, in the mirror and make himself want to be better. That's how Leon got better, right? Is that what you did? Yeah. You just looked at your and said, you I got a, it. You got to do a self-evaluation. Be yeah. honest with yourself. Yeah. Because the film is not going to lie. I don't care how much. If you lie to yourself about what you need to improve upon when you're playing those games, you get exposed. Mm-hmm. So you got to be on truthful about yourself in the day one. Mm-hmm. 
Simple as that. All right, let's head into the uh, 1 o'clock hour. We still have a chance for you to win in the 1 o'clock hour one of these gift baskets. We would love to see you. Come on by. Peterbrook Chocolatiers right here in Ponte Vedra. Now, you can come on into the Sawgrass Village and see this beautiful location. they got 27 across the First Coast. That's from the Og to Amelia, uh, and they've been around for 40 years. Now, you can pre-order. You can make sure that you get everything ready to go, like the chocolate dipped strawberries. If you come in and you make a purchase and you throw the word Vegas their way now between – well, between now and February 11th, you're going to get that chocolate-dipped strawberries on Peterbrook. Compliments of them. But just come on in and make sure you let them know you heard about them on 1010XL and scream out, Vegas, baby, as we get into the 1 o'clock hour. Recruiting National Signing Day, it is actually happening today. Uh, so we will say, it is honestly, this used to be the biggest day for high school recruits and for colleges locking it up. Now it's December, and this one just seems so... I don't know. Not climatic. Yeah, it is. Not meaningless, but anticlimactic is a good way to put it. Uh, Jay Barn, Justin Barney from Channel 4 Sports, uh, is moving around, so we'll say hello to him in the 2 o'clock hour. But it's just a bummer. We do not have many big names that Gator fan, Noel, Kane, Dog, whatever, is sitting, waiting to see what happens. But anyway, we'll touch on them coming up from Peterbrook Chocolatiers right here in beautiful Ponte Vedra Beach. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got just briefly talking to like Joe, it's it's been just pretty simple, just in terms of you know you got a good team around you. Just obviously uh, go through your reads and what Kyle is calling and trust in Kyle. Um, you don't need to be the superstar or anything. Like you can go out and just do your job, do it well, and you got a good team around you, and you guys can win that way. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. It's a beautiful thing. You can picture the bright lights of Vegas. You can picture everything that's going on in Sin City that never stops with Elvis Presley still alive in many people's minds out there in the desert. And then you hear Brock Purdy. You go, you go from nothing. Hey, but by some Mr. accounts, that's Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He had a very nice response to that, by the way. He yesterday. does kind of look like Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, it, it, it's uh, striking uh, the resemblance. But uh, when Brock Purdy, I'm telling you, he's the most unassuming. He has to come into places here in the Sawgrass Village and check to see if your fire extinguisher is expired. I mean, that's what he looks like. He, there is nothing. Exciting. As far as you know, he yeah. probably three in the morning. He's rolling the bones down hey, in the casino. Hey, hey, well, the classic line was Rod. Roger Staubach would always say that he would get crushed because Joe Namath was out having a good time. Broadway Joe, he was the talk of the town. And Roger goes, I'm having a good time too. It's just with one woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just a classic line because everyone thought Roger the Dodger was right. boring. But Brock Purdy does look boring. He, looks, he makes Joe Montana look exciting. Uh, but he is what he is. He is now – set the new number for the lowest percentage of salary cap for Super Bowl starting quarterbacks. This is hard to believe, but you have to go all the way back to Tom Brady in 2001 to find another guy that was that low really? in percentage. He counts 0.4 against the cap. Tom Brady counted 0.5 against the cap. He was a half a percent. You know who the next guy is? Dilfer? Uh, this is a saucy because it's right here and Mia can probably lean over yeah, and see it. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to say Jake it. Jake DeLone? Uh, no. Um, but the next guy, and again, this is because they came in as rookies. Right. And it's one of your favorite answers of all time. Kurt Warner? No. Huh? No, no, but close. Your other answer. Us? Yes, yes. Saucy it's Russell. 
Yeah, Russell 0.6% and 0.7 because they wow. went uh, in consecutive years. And then Jalen Hurts is the next guy, 0.8. But the bottom line is, is, that, uh, is that Brock Purdy is just this quiet guy going out and doing work every single time. Now, speaking of doing work, we're doing work here at beautiful Peterbrook Chocolatiers. We are hanging out, and we've already had people come in. They've screamed Duval. As a matter of fact, the lady, I love her because she was outside of the building waiting for the 1 o'clock hour to get here. Mm. Uh, and then she came in and screamed Duval. And Francie was so nice. She's like, all right, we'll make sure we give you another gift basket to take care of them. So, well, the best part is her husband was the one listening. She yeah. was out here shopping, going to lunch. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm over by Sawgrass. And he said, you got to go. You got to go see the primetime crew. So well, we appreciate good. you guys for listening. And, of course, we're stopping by. Come in and scream Duvall. It's yeah. got this really nice gift wait, wait, basket. Wait, wait, so we're repeat, saying we no, got no, no, one more, that. right? Is that it? We have one more. And we may have it somewhere a little bit later on. Matt, okay. repeat that. What are you supposed um, to scream? Duvall. Yeah. Okay, not Duvall. Or Vegas baby. You said, you said it a little like Urban there. Did you so say Duvall like Urban? That's I got a little worried. <laughs> Someone else on the oh, text line definitely that that too. I think J.J. might be able to rewind the tape on that bad boy. Hey, you got to keep that one. Yeah, yeah. Is that a drop? Yeah, that's a drop. <laughs> it sounds just like him. All right, so Peterbrook Chocolatiers. Now, again, they've got locations all over the First Coast. You know that. And if you pass by one, this is the time you start thinking about it. Okay, that's Valentine's Day and for the Super Bowl because you can have that nice little chocolate display if you want to have it for your Super Bowl party. Bottom line is between now and February 11th, you're listening to 1010XL. You go buy uh, Peterbrook Chocolates for your Valentine. Just – Tell them Vegas, Vegas, baby, and you will get a free dipped chocolate strawberry. So you can enjoy all of it in any one of the Peterbrook chocolatiers all the over the first coast. Two and two coast. together, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I understand why you said Vegas because yeah, it's Super yeah. Bowl yeah. and it's chocolate yeah. Valentine's Day. All coming Day. together. It mm. all comes together. And look, and there there are plenty of people that have gone to Vegas and came back married. So it's uh that's, got that's where, chapels. Yeah, that's where your Valentine. Uh, you may have found her. Yeah. All right, so. JJ, if you don't mind, let's do one prop bet on the air, and then you'll do a couple of other ones on the side. Is that cool with you? Are you all right with that? Back at JJville. You want to take a caller? Yeah, let's just at least throw one on, and then you do some other prop bets. But let's at least get one on just so we can, you know, say hello to somebody and ask them if they like uh, the Niners or the Chiefs. Normally we leave it to JJ because he's the bookie. Uh, of XL Primetime, but 6411010. Let us know, JJ, when you have one, and we'll make sure we pop them on just so I can get a Swifty bet out on the air because uh, Mm. I'm the gambler of the bunch. You all know that, and uh, I don't necessarily love these Taylor Swift prop bets, but there are a bunch of them, so we might as well ask them. Yeah, can can I read some of them, Joe, Mm -hmm. because they are absolutely fantastic. I feel like we need – I know J.J.'s working the phone lines right yeah. now, but I almost feel like we need uh, we need some background music if possible for this. So here are some of your Taylor Swift mm-hmm. props heading into Sunday's Super Bowl. Will Travis Kelsey propose on the field post game? Currently plus 1060 to happen. That's an 8.2 implied percent chance, according to Odds Checker. Minus 3,000 that he won't. Kind of makes me happy as we're here at P- – Peterbrook Chocolatier mm-hmm. and in the yeah. spirit of love that, you know, you leave love separate the one that I from love, the Super Bowl. And I'll see if I can work this in here with our uh, uh, with our caller. All right, so let's get Nathan up and let, let's do – we'll just do one round of prop bets uh, with a caller today, maybe one tomorrow and one on Friday. Uh, but J.J. will be keeping track of most of them. Nathan, you're on XL Primetime. How are you? I'm good. How are you? A good, man. Who do you like in this game first off? You going Niners you going Chiefs? Man, I'm a Raiders fan, so honestly, I don't like both, but I have to go Niners just because of the Chiefs. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, there, there's nothing wrong with an anti-vote. In other words, the team you're rooting <laughs> against as opposed yes, to your sir. team rooting for. All right, so I, this is the one that I want to see if you can nail. Which Taylor Swift song will Tony Romo make a football reference to first? Is it Bad Blood, Blank Space, Karma, or Shake It Off? Shake It Off. All right, shake it off, I think, is a good call, a good bet by you. All right, so let's mark that down. Next one for you, you got to get two out of these three correct. Uh, will, there be, uh, will there be a score in every quarter? Yes. That seems like a logical one. So I'm going to go with you there. So you, right now you're looking pretty good. You might be able to get uh, two out of the three. Will either team score three straight times? No. No. Okay. All right, you were in there, big man. Uh, you're playing for some of my beer prizes, Golf Club of Southampton, throwing some golf. So you are in. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a great day. All right, man. So JJ will do a handful of other ones. All you got to do is hit the phone, 641-1010, and he will work through a few other ones. And we're, all we're doing is comboing them up with at least one Swifty. Um, and then I think on Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we did our five prop bets last year. Did we do it for lunch? I'm trying to remember. Did we do it? Matt, do you remember? If we yeah, did we a, definitely did because there was a pizza yeah, on the line. Yeah, okay, so we did we did a lunch mm-hmm. bet. So we'll do our, our our props on Friday. See who scores the most. With did we do five or ten? I have to go back and look. I, I I've got it written down, uh, but we'll we'll put it together for 10's Friday. Probably your best chance of having a one one winner. Yeah, probably. And one loser for that yeah. matter. Who has to no, I think lunch. we did ten. Now that you're saying that, yeah. Matt, yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. it was ten. So I'll go back and look at it and see and see what we think. All right. So back to our discussion that we were having uh, about National Signing Day, and and I don't know whether this is honestly. Does it really matter? Think, Matt, of how many things have changed in our world, and I'm sitting over here crying about National Signing Day maybe not being as big as it once was. The biggest complaint I have, if I'm making a complaint, uh, as a matter of fact. JJ, let's make this the 10-10 take because this is the part that, you know, look, I every once in a while like to wax poetic over tradition of the game, and this is kind of one of them. A lot. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit master since 68. Now, you heard the dulcet tones of Tommy Champion earlier telling people that they could text the word Sonny's uh, into our text line at 641-1010 because we've got our big game giveaway, which will be coming up next week, and we're talking all that delicious rib, chicken, pork, brisket combo with all those great sides. They will set up a big game cook for you that you'll be able to go and pick up, go back home, have yourself a Super Bowl party without having to worry about anything. So make sure you be listening for that chance to uh, text in Sonny's. So – it is kind of sad when I think of the great stories that Leon and so many others have told us about that dream of signing, and it's not happening on this traditional National Signing Day. Well, people are out there going, hey, dumb A, they still get to do it in December. They still get to do it in, in, in February. It's just not that one special day that the high school stars had back in the day. I don't know if you can ever get rid of it, but the point is, the 10 take is, is that it's just one of many things that has kind of gone by the wayside, and we just have to accept it. We didn't have name, image, and likeness. We didn't have transfer portals. We didn't have guys coming and going, free agency basically every single year in the college football world, but that is where we are. So this is just one more casualty with the change in college football. That is the 10 take. Nothing you can do about it. You know, right? you know what we didn't have in 1990? Yeah. Internet. Yeah. It's okay, man. Well, I I do like the things that are good. I do like the things that come to us. (laughs) You know what we didn't have in 2007? (laughs) Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. Is it seven? (laughs) 
It was, was 2009 it? that it was created. Okay, nine. Because yeah. I remember signing up the first time, and and uh, I was trying to make the average <laughs> Joe uh, as my handle, and it was already taken. Uh, that's how that fast. That would have been a great. That yeah. would have been a great. Handle. Yeah, that's how fast it went because I am average. Just ask TLD, it's for sure. Uh, but I like it when new things come to us, like you're saying. Right. Right. Internet, remote control, cable, all that. Right. It's when things are ripped away from you that, you know, like we said, Leon gets to wear the University of Miami gear anytime he wants. He was a four-year letterman. He was a Hall of Famer. He was a champion. Well, today he walks in, it'll be split into four or five different colors. Right, you, you know why you don't like it? And I'm just saying you generally, yeah, not right, you. Right, It's because I think it, it takes away some of your youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and – it, kind of put your mortality in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like what was good when you were young is no longer here. It's different now. And because you're accustomed to what was good when you were young, you like what was good when you're young. It, it's and just, now it's a little different and it's hard to change. I yeah, think part just, of it is like with National Signing Day, though, in particular, because I agree with the point you're making, Matt, but I think with National Signing Day in particular, the thrill, that's what we're missing. The thrill of – Laramie Tunsil shocking an entire nation by but picking up the But it still happens in December. Out. It just happens in December. Yeah. But it's also not necessarily to that point. You're not building over months of, hey, where's he going to sign? Where? I mean, yes, you are in December, but you also know that you could be facing a Jaden Rashada situation, which I know was the outlier but because it, of what happened, and he could very much change his mind in the next three or four months, and it's scotch-free, no big deal. At the very least, National Signing Day, Leanne, had its own spot on the calendar. <clears throat> if you now look at it in December, you have the transfer portal, you have coaches comings and goings, you have people getting ready for the college football playoff. All these things are happening. That's still kind of, quote, in season. Well, you know, I referenced it to uh, University of Miami. I didn't walk across the stage to get my degree when I was in Miami, all right? Mm-hmm. But I did go get my degree. I mean, so it's not – what I'm saying is the, the climactic part about mm-hmm. December is about the, the fanfare and the social media and all that kind of stuff. I mean, kids who wait till February, I mean, they should be celebrated just as well. Yeah. I mean, just as much. I mean, the media attention is in December. I mean, because they changed it and these kids, they go in and out as far as, the, you know, what schools they're going to go to. But, I mean, if a kid needs to wait, I mean, then a kid needs to wait. Right. I mean, th- he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be pressed, but these schools do. They press them. Hey, the coaches press you better make a commitment now. now or that, we gonna, that scholarship's going to be gone. I mean, you're talking to a 17-year-old kid. All right, who and that's that, what they're telling them. And that's, what, that's exactly what they're telling You want to know who had to wait? You want to know who signed in February of 2018? Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. have a Power 5 offer mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the early signing period. I think had just been offered by Iowa State maybe a day or two earlier. Then was offered by Alabama in January. A couple other schools saw Alabama offer him. Mm-hmm said, well, if Nick Saban and thinks he's good, up. we got to right. offer him too. I think it worked out A-OK for him. Yeah. yeah. And, and another thing I, I don't like about the, the sign of day in December, and, and I know these kids, they've got social media and it's impressed upon them to, to show everybody how many offers that they get and stuff like that. But mass majority of the time, I don't see any of those kids say, you know, where I'm going, I'm going to be great. They don't, I mean, where, where, I mean, letters of intent don't, that does not ensure greatness. I mean, it, it, what you need to be focusing on is how great you're going to be for that school, not worried about how many people are after you. I, I just think that the focal point may be – and I see kids in their websites. Say, I got this – I got these 20 schools that want me. That's, so what? So what? Well, whoever you decide to choose, are you going to go there to be great mm-hmm. or are you going to go there to, to, just to be on the roster? I mean, you got to make that determination. Yeah, and I, I think that most colleges want 
those type of guys that want to be great instead of the guys who are just looking for attention. You made me think of one thing because the collective is that word. Do you want to go to be great or you just want to go there to collect? Exactly. To exactly. Leon's point, let's still honor those who are signing today. So we got a couple here going to Power 5 and Group of 5 schools on the First Coast that we are honoring on our social channels. Shout out to Lathan Biddle, the running back at Bartram Trail. Mm -hmm. Late commit going to, to University of Utah. A pretty big program last I checked. Khalil Cummings of Bradford as well as Ben Turner, the offensive lineman out of Providence, both headed to Memphis. Leon, Liam Padron, are you ready for this one, boys? Mike mm -hmm. Elko inking his – Next kicker mm -hmm. out of Bartram Trail yeah, yeah. this morning. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, Tareem Brazel, uh, the edge rusher out of Bradford, one of our favorites, headed mm -hmm. to East Carolina as well. Yeah, we, uh, look, if you're a head coach and you're uh, uh, celebrating any of your signings today, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime and closes at 641 Proud parent, whatever it might be, uh, do it, and we will definitely try and get it out on the air if we can. We hang out, hanging out at Peterbrook Chocolatiers right here in beautiful Ponte Vedra Beach, one of 27 locations all over the First Coast. Peterbrook, when you're shopping for your Valentine. Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. We've had a great time hanging out at Peterbrook Chocolatier in Sawgrass Village as we celebrate National Signing Day. We merge the Super Bowl with the upcoming Valentine's Day holiday. And let me throw one more at you guys. Today is also National Women and Girl in Sports Day. And so shout out to all the ladies who are listening, our Nooner Nation ladies, as well as everybody involved at 1010XL. The Jaguars put out a great graphic as well. And tonight, if you are headed to the Iceman game as they host the Solar Bears, we will have a National Women in Sports panel at 545 before that game. Very cool. So if you're headed out to that game, make sure you stop on by. I will be moderating that. And tickets are still available on the Iceman's website. I like that they do that. That's very cool. And we've got the big flag football. Uh, event coming up uh, at either Daly's Place or inside the stadium with the Jags as they're setting that bad boy back up and you can make nominations for uh, women or girls that are in high school sports, which is pretty cool that they're doing that with some scholarship dollars. That's for sure. Peterbrook Chocolatiers is where we're hanging out, so you can definitely take care of your Valentine. We've got gifts that we've already given away. You never know. We may have one more before the day is done. Uh, but right now, from the Atlantic to Pacifico, let's do a little perfecto, if you don't mind, JJ. Perfecto! I like it. I love hearing the music, and we're right here in beautiful Ponte Vedra Beach, not that far from those Atlantic waters. Uh, it's cold, though. Are you all with me? It's cold. The sun's it, finally it, peeking through I just walked out bit. there to, yeah. like, Look at my phone, and I was like, I can't stand out here. <laughs> it's, we're cold, so soft. Y'all are. I, I was about to say, y'all are getting soft. Up north right now. Cold? It is cold, but right now, up north, I'm talking about up, up in, like, what, your area? Oh, yeah, New, New Jersey. York, New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, but thank God I Bro. don't live in New Jersey. I no know, but, that, that's what, but I'm just saying that you got to be appreciative and grateful for where I'm you are. I'm done with this, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm never leaving the state of Florida. I'm grateful. <laughs> I just wish it would be a little but warmer. But you're complaining about 55, man. Yeah, damn right I am. Are you serious? Yes. I'm putting a, a, a fire pit in my backyard. I'm texting Harley from CSS. Like, can we have this tomorrow? Right, let's okay, go, man. tomorrow. Because I'm telling you, it's just colder than I thought. All right, Pacifico. You want to warm up with a delicious uh, Pacifico lager found in Baja and ported by surfers for those who live life? Anchors up. Now, I have got a fairly decent question when it comes to the Super Bowl itself and some of the great things that have come out uh, through the last handful of days, you start looking at just the idea of what these 
teams have been able to do. And just the bottom line, can you name in order uh, the six straight victories that a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl right now has had? This is not a tough question at all. Wait, say this again. <laughs> name the six quarterbacks that the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl right now has beaten. He is running a streak of six straight playoff wins. Okay, so that's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So who has he beaten? Well, mm-hmm. let's start with Lamar Jackson. No, no, in order from the start oh. to finish. Oh, from start to finish. Yeah, this right, is so not hard. Three this year and three last year. Yeah. Okay, so let's work backwards. So Lamar... Uh, Tua, or no? Well, I, just, I was Josh just going to try and get him in order. But. Josh Allen, Tua, yes. Okay, Josh Allen, Tua. And Last year, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. And then before that would have been Joe Burrow. Joe Trevor Lawrence. And then Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it starts with Trevor. So it started with, with Trev, Trevor, and he has now set a record, uh, six and zero in the postseason. Think of the list of quarterbacks that he just knocked out. This is what Tom Brady used to do to everybody. Everybody thought that they had a chance. They'd step up to the plate, and he'd knock it out of the park. Trevor Burrow, Hurts, Tua, Josh Allen, and Lamar. And is he going to do it against Brock Purdy and make it seven straight? You want to talk about a serious run that this man is on? Never lost, at home, and now is 2-0 and on the road. In the post, isn't that funny? We were all like, "Oh, wait till he gets on the road." Believe me, I, I look. I couldn't. I couldn't wait to pick him uh, up in Buffalo. I'm like, it's, he's going down." Well, none of that. By this the way, is, the, the Super Bowls, yeah, are on the road. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he's been pretty good there, right? Right. He's, <laughs> he's right the, there too. They're not yeah, really so, on the road. You don't get like the yeah. road crowd against right. you, right? Exactly. But it, right. But it, but the point is, when he's it's at not home, at home, when he's at home, that's a difficult lift for the other team. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the way I was looking at that. Yeah, it, it just – I mean, it's amazing what he's done. It's amazing how good he is, number one, what he's done, how he's lifted that team to now – again, we could, we say this over and over now. That team is Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and a lot of – yeah, he's all right. He's mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty good. Think about that. But when you go back to – and let's pull this up, Matt, the 2006 Indianapolis Colts roster. Obviously, they had some dudes. There's no question oh, about yeah. that. Peyton Manning – we, we did debunk Edger and James was not on the 2006 roster. Yeah, he was, was on the Joe 2005 yeah, roster, but yeah. they did have Reggie Wayne. They had Marvin Harrison. The pass rushers are well two noted. two great defensive ends, yeah. But now let's run through the rest yeah, of Dallas Clark. Bob Sanders, let's, Dallas Clark. Right. So let's ru- – okay, so there he goes. There's two more. Um, can you tell me some of the names? Obviously, Jeff Saturday on at, was the yeah. center. Can you tell me the names of some of the other offensive linemen, Leon, from that 2006 Super Bowl team? <laughs> I have no was Kinzano the left tackle? Mm. Tariq Glenn. Tariq Glenn. Oh, was I remember Tariq was a good Glenn. player. Tariq was okay. He was a good player. How yeah. about Dylan Gandy, the left guard? Uh, no. Jake Scott, the right guard? He was okay. He was all right. He was all right. Ryan DM, the right tackle? He's a guy. Let's take it a step mm-hmm. further. Let's go to the, their linebacking core. Gilbert Gardner, Gary Brackett. Yeah, Brackett was, was a good player. player. Yeah. Cato June. Cato June. Cato June, mm-hmm. excuse also me. Also a very good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we had Nick Harper, yeah. Jason David, Antoine Bethea, and Marlon Jackson. Well, Bethea and, and, and Harper, they were Marlon good Jackson, players. Pretty good players. Yeah. Was Booger, pretty good players. Was Booger on that team? 
Yeah, he might have been. Might have been. Let me yeah. say. Defensive. Side. But here's the thing. All those, all those names that I just said. What's Booger's real name? Anthony. Booger. Yeah, Wait, Anthony are you thinking of Booger or Ellis Johnson? No, no, no. I'm thinking about McFarland. I'm thinking about old boy that's on ESPN. He he got a ring with them. He got a ring with Tampa. I didn't know what his first name is. His name is Anthony. Anthony McFarland. But here's the thing. Like you just said, all those names that I just listed off. You were like, yeah, that's a good player. Ellis Johnson wasn't on that team. What's Trent McDuffie? What's Legarius Sneed? They will players. go down. Honestly, good those players. Are, yeah. Yeah. What's George Karloftis? Good players. Mm-hmm. At the same time, are, when you're picking an all-star team, are you building around those guys necessarily? Are they the first names that come to mind when you think of a defensive end or a, a corner or a nickel corner? No, that's the beautiful thing that we said earlier as far as managing 16.5%, whatever the number that Mahomes is, is counting against the cap, is that they're constantly putting guys, first, second, third-year guys, in position to go out and help them win football games which is what McDuffie and uh, Legarius and obviously Paco, Rishi Rice, any of these guys right now, they have all stepped in and made plays for them. And they're all yeah, but if Pache- doing it on the cheap. But if Pacheco plays for the Raiders or if Rice plays for the yeah. Panthers, are they the same player? They're, they're on bad football teams, so they're certainly not recognized. And that's I the mean, thing. I mean, Carl Loftus, if he plays for the Panthers, is he the same player? I think he's no, okay. It's, it's the combination of everything. Yeah, he, he's a good player. I think he's a good – again, like that's, that's the point I'm getting at. Is like if you look at that Colts roster, I, none of those names I listed in the secondary mm-hmm. are Hall of Famers, were all pros, but they were good players. And I think, again, to go back to what we've talked about a couple times over the last two weeks, when the Chiefs said goodbye to Tyreek Hill, they made a conscious decision to say, okay, we're saying goodbye to one potential future Hall of Famer and an all-pro talent – but in his place, now that we have the cap space and we're going to get a treasure trove of picks, we are going to get good players that will fill out the rest of our roster. And, yes, does that mean we may not be able to outscore everyone? Sure. But now we'll have a good, solid defense that is also going to be able to keep us in ball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the truth. It really is. Uh, I also forgot to mention when I was listing off all of the, the, the holidays and the festivities today mm-hmm. – I forgot to mention the most notable. Uh, I'm not sure if you boys were online this morning and you saw. Shout out to young intern Jacob for doing the Lord's work and following Dan Hicken from his house to the 10 and 10XL studio, studios. Round of applause, JJ, as Dan paid off his dime bet. Number one this morning. Walked 11 miles. Tomorrow there's another dime bet payoff coming, which Dan already just emailed me and said he's not excited for that one. Um, it involves Mayo. That's all I'm going to say for now. Uh, so get ready for that on all of our 1010XL channels. So he lost two bets? Is basically he what lost two. He yeah, had to pay off, finally. Because it was the Tony Baselli, the, the sack bet with yeah. Josh Allen and Trayvon. Oh, wow. And so he lost two of How them. About Tony nailing that? Still can't get over that. Right. You got to give him his flowers. So Dan did walk the 11 miles to 1010XL World Headquarters this morning. <laughs> and in case you missed it, the videos are priceless. They are up on our Instagram, our X, Twitter, whatever you're calling it these days, and Facebook account. So make sure you go check those out. This is XL Primetime. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in. I always like... Geo's playing song because he comes in to the studio dancing every single time. But we might need to play like one is the loneliest number right now because Geo <laughs> is in the Tintin XL studios all by himself. Geo, how are you? Good. How are you guys? <laughs> he's he's nice, impressed, nice right? Listen to him. 
<laughs> he sounds so lonely. Um, all right, are you doing good back there at World Headquarters uh, in between taking care of people uh, at Barry Orthopedics? Yeah, I'm good. I feel like king of the castle. Yeah, see, exactly. You can are take you sitting over. in JJ's seat or are you actually sitting in the lonely studio? I always sit in Matt's seat when I'm here. <laughs> yeah, or Big Circus. All right, so Dr. George Barry. Fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. If you have a sports injury question, I have a couple left over from last week that I want to make sure we get to, but you can make it real easy. It's free medical advice, 641-1010. And I would dare say, like Leon, Leon, did you say earlier that you wake up in, in cold weather and that elbow is just burning? Is that what it's doing every single time? Yeah, I need to ask Doc about this elbow yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Just my, ask him real yeah, quick. Yeah, you know, Doc, I mean, listen, I, I've had – I had surgery on my left elbow when I was with the Ravens. I tore my, my left uh, tricep tendon. And right now, right on top of where I had the surgery, well, there's some swelling. Now, it happens every once or twice a year. I get a little swelling above the elbow, and it makes it kind of stiff on me. What, I mean, is inflammation, what is it that's, that's causing this effect to me every, every year? Yeah, I mean, so the tip of that elbow, you can have electron bursitis there where you get some swelling and it hurts. Um, it can go away on its own. It can linger, and then it require um, an aspiration and a, and a cortisone shot into the bursa. The bursa is just a little fluid-filled sac that you have in all the bony provinces. And then also, I mean, it'd be interesting to get an X-ray on you to see if you have any, you know, what people say traction spurs where that tricep attaches to the electron since you did have an injury there and you had a surgery. That if you do have a, you know, that it could be causing some irritation every once in a while. So. It could be a couple things. Definitely would need to see it when it is swollen um, at the time, you know, to have a better understanding. But I think an x-ray would be nice to see what's going on in that, in that joint since he did have surgery and injury there. Okay. All right. All right. So let's hit one that we know surgery has happened, and then we'll get back to some football stuff. Joel Embiid, meniscus surgery. And we saw the video of who's a warrior that was falling hard on him just basically slams the knee into the hard court no give whatsoever you and i talked about it, it might have actually helped but in the end it's a torn meniscus and he had to have surgery so explain that yeah so we mentioned the hyperextension and we said it in the sense that with the floor there we've seen a hyperextensions before where that knee goes like 45 degree angle hyperextension when you have the floor there it can only go so much but we did mention what are the possible injuries for him, and it was a bone bruise slash you know, contusion or a possible meniscal tear. It ends up that's what he had. Uh, luckily for him, it's not much worse. I don't know if they gave a return time if they mentioned not it because yet. that would be the difference between a meniscectomy or a meniscus repair. So they, they basically did not want to eliminate the possibility of returning for the playoffs so that, that there's still some gray area. Yeah, the playoffs would be in, like, what is it, eight weeks, ten yeah. weeks? Yeah, because we're right at the all-star break. So. Yeah. So that, that means that in my head, that means they did a meniscectomy. Because if you did a repair, that's months down the, down the line. Right, right, right. So they probably just kind of clipped that piece out that's bothering him. And within four to eight weeks, you're able to come back and play. Um, at the, you know, but he has to be able to get back to the level that he was at before. Let's go to a, one more outside of football before we dive into all the Super Bowl injury report news, Doc. Um, Clayton Kershaw, longtime Dodger star, future Hall of Famer, Joe's guy, underwent surgery on his left shoulder to repair the glenohumeral ligaments oh. and caps in November. He did come to terms on an agreement yesterday with the Dodgers to return, which he promised when he went to have that surgery. Mm-hmm. He was hopeful to return to play and return in 2024. It looks like he is. I'm curious, what is 
repairing the glenohumeral ligaments and capsule of your left shoulder? And what's the reality of when we could see him in a Dodger uniform on the diamond this summer? Yeah, so so we call it a haggle lesion. A hum- usually it's a humeral avulsion, so it's a humeral avulsion of the glenohumeral ligament. Not super common, I, um, and basically, like it mentions, it's an avulsion of the ligament that attaches the, that co- goes from the glenoid to the humerus. Um, it's part of the capsule. Um, it's not like a labrum or a rotator cuff, uh, but it's part of the capsular, um, uh, I guess, covering of the of the shoulder and. I will say this: they're very tough surgeries to do. They aren't very fun uh, to do, and um, and it's kind of rare, as you can see. It's something we talk about a lot, but people do do well with it. Uh, coming back from them, they do do well. And in that instance, I would, you know, off the top of my head, I'd have to say at least you know four to six months to be able to come back. I, I've only done one of them. That's how uh, infrequent this is, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I would say four to six months to at least come back to it. But it is a, it's a tough, it's a not super common injury, and it's a tough surgery to do. So if he could come back, and, and as long as everything goes well, if he could come back and play, that would be great. So, Gio, uh, we've spoken about Gio Tooney, the Chiefs All-Pro guard. Um, he's got that pec injury, forced him to miss the AFC Championship game. He said on Monday he was day-to-day as far as if he's going to practice or not. If, if the idea is he may or may not practice – if that's what we're looking at right now, it's going to be very difficult for him to play, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's still interesting what he has. I don't think it. I don't think the consensus, or at least I haven't heard it, if it's a tear or not, because we've heard both that it's torn and it's not torn. Um, I'm not sure if there's a confirmation of which one it is. Uh, but if he's questioning, even if he's going to practice, I highly doubt that he's going to play. You got the other guys that they're sitting there trying to figure out. And again, this is like I always tell you, and you always remind everybody, uh, the teams are going to be as vague as they possibly can when it comes to injuries. But Isaiah Pacheco comes through with it. They never said it was turf toe, they just said it was a toe injury. And he's coming out of the AFC Championship game a full week to rest, and I'm sure some aggressive rehab. But what would a guy like that dealing with that toe injury have to deal with if he's just still playing hurt? I mean, they're just going to – I'll tell you, they're going to numb that thing up uh, because if it is a turf toe, there's not – I mean, it's a Super Bowl, right? So as long as there's nothing that's going to make the toe fall off or affect his future, they're just going to numb that thing up, and he's going to go out and play. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't feel it. And then protect it with like a little, little metal. You could put a little metal padding underneath the underneath that toe, so it doesn't have to bend as much to help prevent some pain with range of motion. And then after the season ends, figure out what they're going to do with it. And then his running mate in the backfield, Jarek McKinnon, gave Chiefs fans some optimism when the team act, or designated him on the designated to return list. So they took him off of the reserve injured list. He has that 21-day window that's open. But then Andy Reid on media day on Monday night said, yeah, it's a slim chance that he plays. We really don't think he's going to practice this week. But he is in Las Vegas after suffering that groin injury, I believe it was five or six weeks ago. And so um, groin injuries, you know, they're wide ranging. And we've talked about this, Doc, with regards to Christian Kirk. That was listed as a groin injury. We now know it to be more of a core muscle injury. And we saw his window was open. And then he didn't play against the Titans in the season finale. Yeah. You know, a lot of this may be gamesmanship, just keeping the other team on their toes. But if it is, let's say, a groin strain, in theory, that is kind of day-to-day. It's almost like a hamstring pull, right? I mean, 
if you feel better, you can go out and play. It's not like you have to wait a certain amount of time because you had surgery. So there may be a little bit of truth or stretching of the truth. Maybe he, he is day-to-day, but he's hurting a, a little bit extra that he might not be able to come back, but they're going to list him as that, just, just kind of throw the other team you know, off balance. All right, I'm going to try and throw a question off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and if we miss him, we'll try and get him on Breaking Bones Sunday morning at 730. Uh, I, I, again, whenever we say free medical advice with Dr. George Barry, please do not hold him responsible for anything, okay? Because off the text line, this is from last week, I took your advice about the Jack Daniels and the hammer to the tip of my finger, <laughs> but I missed and broke the bridge of the thumb. So that listen, again, yeah. he cannot be held responsible for these types of things. All right, so here's the other one, uh, Gio. Uh, I tore my meniscus snowboarding on New Year's Eve. I've been icing and resting it. It does feel better, but not 100%. How much longer should I wait, or do you recommend surgery? Um, It's a good question. If you're having mechanical symptoms, like you're unstable, your knee is locking or giving out, I'd push more towards surgery because now you have almost like having a pebble in your shoe. The only way to fix that is to physically remove it. If you have improved and you feel like you're on the up and up, you can get a cortisone shot just to help reduce that swelling at one time and try some physical therapy if, if you haven't done any formal therapy and see if that gets you over the hump. I will say this, if, you, if you're getting better and you're kind of wishy-washy on getting the surgery, try a shot and some therapy. And if that works, you're in the clear. And if it doesn't work, then you, at least you know you did really everything that you could do and uh, then do surgery after that. Yep, you can find out everything you need to know, bariorthopedics.com. And if you are looking at the therapy side of it, we'll have one of our regulars on Breaking Bones uh, Rebound Rehab, which I'm going to now to try and get myself back to 100%. You can ask some of those questions on Breaking Bones, and we'll definitely have the at least the outlet to try and get those questions answered for you. All right, Gio, if they want to find the whole show, where can they go? Apple, Google, Spotify, and on 1010XL. All right, you're the man. We will see you later. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Breaking Bones, Sunday morning at 7.30 with Dr. George Bari. Like he could be starring in a soap opera. Starring Dr. George Bari. That's how to kick off the Super Bowl, is it not? Some Breaking Bones to kick off your big game Sunday. Exactly, exactly. soap opera. All right, now, before you go, Big Sirs, um, I don't know if you're going to haul out any of this chocolate-covered popcorn when you leave. but I I might have to. All right, so Wednesday of Super Bowl week, just leave it. Leave a thought with us as far as uh, what's going through your mind because it just so happens that there were some Pittsburgh fans that showed up for you to it sign was. some autographs. Yeah. Uh, and the last time they saw you, yeah, you were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was legal in Duval <laughs> for me to sign autographs with the Steelers. But yep, you're south of the border. Well, yeah, but, you know, some fans came through here and had a helmet, had a hat for me to sign, so – Yes, sir. But, yeah, on Wednesday, the, uh, I, I think that Super Bowl week on Wednesday, the seriousness of the game kind of gets in right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. All right, probably be the first day that you have curfew. First day that you have curfew. I think the intensity ramps up in practice, uh, the attention to detail, the, the film study, your hate and your vigor for the team. <laughs> I mean, because for the first two days, everything's festive and there's a mm-hmm. celebration. But on Wednesday, it's a breakdown of film coverage, twists, all that kind of different stuff on both sides of the ball. You, de- you develop this animosity towards your opponent, this mm-hmm. vigor, because they're in the way of what you've dreamed of all your life is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. So you don't want to be that guy, okay, because this is probably the first day you get a curfew, mm-hmm. all right? You don't want to be that guy teetering on the curfew because 
First of all, there's media everywhere, <laughs> social media and everything. So last thing you need to do is be coming in at the hotel about 12, about 12.59, all right? Because <laughs> someone's going to get your picture. And then if you don't play well, they're gonna, that's going to be the emphasis, mm-hmm. hanging out, partying, doing us all that kind of stuff. Because now that stuff is tapered down. Because mm-hmm. Wednesday is the focus of the game, the intention, the details, the intensity in practice, all that kind of stuff is kind of filtered in on Wednesday mm-hmm. because the game is getting closer now. Game is getting closer. All the fun and festivities of family and fans, all, all that stuff goes away now. Wednesday, about the business of ball. When is Kirk? Get your mind right. You had to guess. What, what time is Kirk? Kirk? Well, I tell you what. Usually uh, Monday and Tuesday, there's no curfew. Right. All right. And then um, probably no practice, maybe a walkthrough or something like that of mm-hmm. some capacity. And mm-hmm. so, but uh, on Wednesday, the curfew is probably midnight. It's probably it's midnight. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right? midnight. Yeah, I mean, because you're out after midnight. Yeah, if you're out midnight. Most of y'all, I mean, from yeah. talking to the Jags, I mean, a lot of them are in bed by nine thirty or ten during the season. If you're out after midnight, you're Joe. You got a problem? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, yeah, what yeah. happens is they go to bed at nine and they well, sneak out. Well, that, I mean, I, yeah, most of the guys, yeah, they're in the bed. Like, I mean, but <laughs> kind, the Super Bowl, you kind of get a little bit more leeway. You know, first two days, you know, you probably don't have anything to do until eleven. 12-ish or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're anticipating guys coming in kind of late, one or two or three in the morning. Still got to get your work out. Boys are in town. Boys are in town, family. You might see Tyson somewhere. All that kind of stuff. Know. But Wednesday, you probably got a curfew, a midnight curfew. Yeah. And now, yeah. Leon, before you let us go, mm-hmm. are we allowed to, uh, since you tweeted it out, I think we are, allowed to discuss the video you sent the group yeah. chat this morning. Well, yeah. Uh, there, there, well, Mike Broski is, uh, is the co-author of my book, Fourth Down and Dam. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's in Vegas. So he's in Vegas, and he's working for the Florida News Network, all right, FNN. And he got in front of Bill Cowher and kind of uh, interviewed Bill Cowher and asked him about me, basically. And Bill had some, you know, some, some good stuff to say about me since I was his first pick ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was his first pick ever. And he said something, uh, you know, picking Leon, you know, was a, a, a message. It was, a, it was uh, I, I picked Leon because of his toughness and um, – we were building a culture with the Steelers, and I wanted people to know that, you know, we were going to run the ball. We we're going to be, we we're going to build, build a team from the inside out. And Leon, Leon Searcy was one of the building blocks. And he said, he said a lot of nice things about me, you know. So, I, you know, I can appreciate that. And then hmm? you said to us, you broke his heart. Yeah, uh, yeah you uh, must have uh, crushed him. we're here on uh, Valentine's. Yeah. Well, yeah, well uh, unless, you, unless you get the book, Fourth Down the Damn Alignment Story. It's available on Amazon.com. <laughs> but I always tell the story that after we lost the Super Bowl to the, to the Cowboys, uh, maybe two days later after we lost the Super Bowl, Bill Cowher called me because he was on vacation with his wife. And he called me and told me, hey, listen, I don't care what the organization says about you. I drafted you first overall. I want you to be a stealer for life. And before you make any decision on free agency, call me first. He never you got that call. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't let you leave Jacksonville wait, so without wait, so an offer. You, you, and you never told me that. You yeah. never called him? I, I didn't call him because I, was, I, was, because I told you about what happened, what, what Drew did. <laughs> Drew called the Steelers <laughs> and had me Put on, on, the line, had right? me on so three ways. So I heard right, everything. Right. The Steelers. I did not understand the art of negotiating. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 25, 4 years old. And I hear the Steelers say, you're not this, you're not that, you're not this, you're not that. Leon's a system player. If he goes anywhere else, he's not going to have the same success. So that pissed me off. So I, I wasn't even thinking about Bill, but he warned me. He warned me. <laughs> he and I, I didn't heed the warning. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a great story. We will make sure we play that when Leon's here tomorrow. Uh, it, uh, and, and to kind of go down memory lane again. Yeah. All right, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, yeah. Big Surf's out the door. We continue until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Peterbrook Chocolatiers right here in beautiful Ponte Vedra. One of their over two dozen locations combing and covering the entire First Coast. Shopping for your Valentine. Make sure you come on by Peterbrook Chocolatiers, especially if you are now between here and February 11th. Mention Vegas to them, like Las Vegas, the Super Bowl, and you get a free chocolate-dipped strawberry along with your purchase. So make sure you check it out, Peterbrook Chocolatiers. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Beautiful day. Uh, we always say cool temperatures. You can take them as long as you see that beautiful sunshine up above, which is what I'm always looking for. That's for sure. We've had a good time here. If you're looking for great ideas when it comes to Valentine in your life, they got them all. Okay. The cool thing about it is we walk to the back, uh, and they're back there busy working, doing all kinds of stuff. We have one more gift basket to give away. Yeah, we do. Francie's coming with one more gift basket to give away. In the two o'clock hour, now, you better come in here and scream. It better be scream like a either Duval Vegas baby or scream, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Duval. Uh, but come on in, say hello, see the selection because they've got everything. We're talking just from hey, you look in the window and you want to order just a small sample of chocolates. They bag that up, but they're also having all the gift bags put together in the back, and you just have an enormous selection. Now you got here. And you got all the other Peterbrook locations across the First Coast from Amelia to St. Augustine. That free treat, all you got to do is mention Vegas between now and February 11th with any purchase, uh, and they will make sure they hook you up with one of those dipped strawberries to go along with everything else that you're getting. Uh, so make sure you take advantage of it when you're thinking about your Valentine. Super Bowl party as well. You can pick up all that chocolate for desserts uh, at the Super Bowl party. I'm sure, like whenever we ask people, how many people are putting on parties or how many people are going to Super Bowl parties? There's a ton of them. Uh, the calorie consumption, it should never count when you're talking about Super Bowl. What did you Sunday. say it was? Three to 5,000 calories 5, per person? Yeah. And I'll probably give you the poundage of wings and everything when we're at Players Grill on Friday. Oh, I mean, that's, a, that's a lot of calories. Yeah, it is, dude. So where do you think the majority of them come from? Like, uh, I would think from the dips. Yeah, the dips. From uh, yeah. all just all. Yeah, and, and consumption of uh, good yeah, old fashioned hops. A lot of people hops. drink like Miller Lite and stuff like that. Yeah, though. it's not. Don't even say that word on the show. You know, that adds yeah. up. Yeah. Man. Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, Bud Light. Um, but yeah, a lot of them drink light beer, like or my Modelo. Like I'm trying to go from Modelo to Modelo Oro. Yeah. Oro is like it's ninety two. calories. Yeah, you six of them. It's ninety, but don't you're, think you're, I don't like the especial in the uh, Modelo Negro, and that's still up there in that hundred and thirty-five, hundred and fifty calorie neighborhood. But I still, love it. Still, how many of them are you going to drink? Several. It, all right. 13. So six. Yeah, several. If you have six, you're, <laughs> yeah. that's 900 calories. Yeah. Look, uh, all a, I'm telling you is 5,000 calories is a lot of yeah, calories. Yeah, I'm just telling you, on a regular day, on a regular day, I get 10,000 steps in, and I probably I have. So you're burning I, off two or 300 calories. But I probably consume 2,500 calories, and I probably burn 2,500 calories. I would say six drinks on Super Bowl you're, Sunday you're is pathetic. You're not burning 2,500 calories. Yeah. Say it again, JJ. Six drinks on Super Bowl Sunday is pathetic. Over it's a mild. whole day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You How many, you more drink? How many will you drink Sunday? Are you talking to JJ? Joe or me? Yeah, no, yeah. you. How oh, many? Uh, 10 easy. Yeah, 10. Easy. Yeah. Oh, through the well, whole day? I mean, I'm yeah, going to start at noon. I'm going to finish at midnight. That's one an hour. I mean, that's, how many how yeah, many drinks will you have? That's safe. How many yeah. drinks will you have? That's what I'm talking about. Right. It'll no, no. Be, I mean, not not beers. How many? Yeah. How many that's like, what I don't drink liquor. beer like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And so it's just that casual stroll through the afternoon and evening. That's what that is. Cold beer. That's what that yeah, is. He's talking about 10 drinks is what he's yeah, talking about. It's a about. marathon. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Well it's done, Definitely Jim. not a sprint. But anyway, you, you just think of all the dips, the cheeses, the crackers, everything that you eat uh, that's uh, not all good for you. A lot of uh, that stuff's fried, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That so also it, helps. Like, if, like, but still, 5,000 is a lot. Yeah. But I'm just saying three to five. And you're just saying, hey, listen, you're awake in 180 now, so you're thinking of how big it is. 5,000 for, like, you go eat. A rack of ribs or whatever, you probably are already at 3,000. No, you're not. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You're yeah. not. Well, if it's – I love how he loves arguing with me it's about not. everything. <laughs> I'm just telling you I it's would not. trust yeah. the guy who's yeah. counting calories, though. Yeah. I'm just telling you months. it's not. Yeah. It's not what you think. It really isn't. Like 5,000 is a lot of calories. Yeah. Ten fried wings. All right. Okay, ten fried ten wings. Ten fried wings probably about 1,200 12, 12, 12, 12, yeah. calories. Yeah. And so – you eat 20 of those, you're at 2,400 calories. Yeah, that's You can eat 20 wings uh, over the course of the day. All right. Yes. Matt, skinny like, Matt judging everyone right now is yeah. really pissing I'm me off. I'm not judging anything. So the, other day. the text line, by the way, loves skinny Matt. <laughs> Several people have noted. I'm not yeah. judging well, he, anything. Just, I just think it's funny that when they say 5,000 calories per person, that's a lot of so food, So as an man. example, as an example, the other day, we go – and we pick up our delicious wings. Right. Southern Steer, okay? Yeah. And we pick up our delicious wings, and we make them for Championship Sunday, okay? Yeah. And you know how, not fried, they're just, I grilled them. Yeah. Okay, I grilled them, and they, you know, they tighten up a little bit. Anyway, I made a big passel for Championship Sunday, yeah. and then I save a few, and TLD goes, there's 19 left. Do you want to break them up or eat them? I said, I'll eat all those at once. <laughs> and so they're unfried. <laughs> But yep. I still knocked down 19 now, of I will them say this. with not a bit of shame. Leon's, Leon's wings yesterday during yeah. our Super Bowl. I could knock down 20 of those. I Easy. looked at him and I said, I said, bro. So fast. I could take down 20 of these without even trying. <laughs> yeah. Literally without even trying. And those were double fried. And those were double fried. Yeah. That would probably get you to about 2,500 calories. Yeah, yeah so easy. like I said, and then you go 2,500 calories worth of chicken, throw in some. All right, you might be right. Yeah. yeah. It's, a couple it, piece of cake or something. You yeah, might be right. It happens so fast. By the All way, right, that's now. average. So there's people who aren't even watching the Super Bowl. So they're just having like a regular calorie intake. So imagine the fat asses like me that have to bring the average. You know, like I have to put in 10,000 calories for those people who aren't even eating at all on Sunday. Right. I'm doing my way, job. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, Boo Weekly used to say, that doesn't happen in your daily average. Uh, you, <laughs> you, There are people out there that regularly consume 3,500 calories every single day. Yeah. regularly consume it. And so they're only boosting it by a little bit to get to five. By the way, I did yeah. hear last night we are about to have a new Awaken 180 customer slash spokesperson at the station. No way. Who may that be? Are we allowed to I don't to want to give it away. I don't Dude. want to give it away. Is it you? I wouldn't want to give it. Hell, what? Dude. I don't need I don't, that. I don't want to give it away, Dude. man. I don't think I need it either, but I've thought about it. Well, that's just I've seen your opinion, how well man. Matt and Mike have handled it, and I'm like, man, if it, you know, it's. Well, that's just your opinion, it man. Sounds like a good idea, man. <laughs> All right, listen. I don't know what we were doing, but now we have to go to break. And <laughs> I apologize. We're about to break. All right. I apologize. Now, listen. I've got to bring up National Signing Day. I've got to bring up the 24/7 composite rankings. But we also had a little Trev time with Kay Adams. And as a result of that, we will carve out time to make sure that we hear Trevor or Kay. Uh, Trevor, Trevor. We will focus on Trevor uh, as opposed to Kay Adams. But that will be coming up from Peter Brook Chocolatiers right here on XL Primetime. 
get some bumps in the road, and I don't think we handled adversity well this year. And that was one of the, the issues for us at the end of the season. Um, we just didn't, for whatever reason, we didn't handle it like we did the year before. So I think sometimes when you when you have a season like we did, you miss the playoffs after being eight and three, you, you know, lose four of your last five or five of your last six, whatever it was. It shows you a lot because you know you're you don't have everything you need at, at this point. Like you're not you're not good enough. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Trevor Lawrence making the media rounds this Super Bowl week. That was courtesy of Kay Adams' Up and Adams program. Trevor recorded that, I believe, last night, but then it aired live this morning. And our thanks to Matt Hamilton and the crew from Up and Adams for making sure we got the heads up that that was coming down the pipeline. We'll listen to a little more from that interview as we circle back to our earlier conversation regarding number 16. What needs to change heading into 2024? Should he have more input on what the Jaguars are doing this offseason? Or in the words of Matt Hayes, does he just need to find that dog in him? Does he just need to find a voice? And could that be the difference maker for Trevor Lawrence in 2024? Let's hit one more while we're on the subject of that. And to set the scene, JJ, if you could play with regards to does Trevor Lawrence have input on who the Jaguars will re-sign or should sign this offseason? There's definitely conversations that I have with, you know, Coach Peterson and Trent and, and whoever and press and the offensive side that is about personnel and, you know, guys I really like that, you know, maybe that are up as free agents and want to come back or whatever it is, you know, different things come up and they will ask me and I think they do value my opinion, which is important to me. But I also know that I can't be the best quarterback I can be if I'm also trying to be the GM or the head coach. I have to, I think it is healthy to have some separation there, but no, we communicate and I think we have a great relationship. Uh, I'm pretty sure he workshopped that answer right there. <laughs> he went through the couple possibilities of how to answer that one back. Uh, he can't be his best quarterback if he's doing the GM work as well. Uh, uh, Trent disagrees. He wants to be the coach and the GM. He didn't so, say, go get T. Higgins. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because T. Higgins is probably getting tagged. Yeah. Knowing the Bengals have the third most cap space, I think they can afford the, the yeah, $20 million cap. He could come in with that short list and, uh, okay, all right, draw a line through T. Higgins and then go to the next one uh, because he has to be looking at free agents. That's probably what he's most familiar with. And then he has to be looking at the possibility of whoever that next, you know, the crop of talent that's coming in from the college football ranks. Uh, he should have say. He doesn't need to have all the say. Uh, but it's funny that Press Taylor, at the very least, you know, the conversations with Coach Campo uh, that he relayed to us on, on XL Primetime was that Press said whatever – we want to give Trev the opportunity to take this playbook and do whatever he wants with it. That had me excited. I know I had a lot of other people, all of Duval, excited. That didn't happen, at least the way we wanted to see it happen. And so now we got to see them all come together. And Trent, listen up, dude. Okay, listen to what Trevor's saying. If he's telling you, get me some protection up front. Give me some more yeah, weapons. Yeah, I, th I think they all failed. I've been saying this over and over. They all failed from mm -hmm. the GM to the coach to the players. They all failed. Yeah. So they all deserve responsibility in this thing, and they all need to be better. Not just Trevor. I, I think that's the perfect segue to go to a that since we mentioned the word fail. I will go ahead and do this right now. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't like putting Billy Napier and the word fail in the same sentence, but I'm going to. Uh, Billy, first time today talking about the whole 
Jaden Rashada investigation. Uh, the NCAA looking into the recruitment. Of course, NIL is in play here. Uh, he had not spoken, but this is from the on three folks. He goes, uh, I think you guys know we can't speak specifically. I think we made a statement. And then he went on to say, I think that all those things will be addressed going forward. We can't get specific right now. So we gave you a that just to tell you that nothing happened. Okay? <laughs> nothing from Billy Napier. Are you shocked that nothing I was going to say, happened what's, what's that any Billy? different from any other time? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a repeat. It's yeah. a repeat. It's a repeat. <laughs> he did announce, however, that Graham, that Graham Mertz will be ready to play, ready yeah. to go in spring practice. But, but, yeah, in his defense, he's not going to be able to say anything about this right no, now. No, of course not. Yeah, well, because, why would he? Yeah, because he's fighting no it off, to. uh, which I totally get. But, uh, the bottom line is, is that they, like many others, which you have correctly predicted, uh, they're all going to have NIL matters looked into by the sure, NCAA, at least for the one year. One of the now. reasons why the SEC and the Big Ten have done this, whatever you want to call it, advisory board, because they're Alliance? trying to find a. You're not going to call it Alliance, man. No way. That is not going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't They're, think anything they, could ever be called the Alliance ever they again. They are trying Jack. to find a way through this maze. And it's, I mean, the Big Ten dealt with it with Michigan. And they finally had to just say, look, we're suspending it for three games. We and then three wait. more. We can't wait for the NCAA. We're suspended for three games for the for the Connor Stallings stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and there are Big Ten programs, I can, I can assure you, that are being investigated as well. So, yeah. they're trying to find a way through this maze right now. You mentioned Graham Mertz. It couldn't help me but look at the uh, final SEC stats leaderboard, and he was at the top of the list when it came to completion percentage uh, over Carson Beck. Uh, Who told just, us that yesterday? Just uh, – <laughs> Who kept saying that? Someone deserves a Lambo. It wasn't me. I know it was. It was somebody who kept saying that. (laughs) It was Denny, right? Yeah, yeah. Denny was at least. No, it wasn't Denny. uh, For Monday, he was defending him a little bit. Denny's definitely defending, but it wasn't. I don't don't know who it was, but it was like completion percentage. Yeah. Come on. It might have been Hayes. Who knows? But whatever. I mean, at the very least, he did do that. He He led the SEC in a stat category. Completion percentages, not what if, touchdowns. Imagine it. I was saying, imagine I, if it was interceptions or fumbles. Yeah. And right, it's like, no. he led a statistic in the SEC, though. He clearly played better than he did at Wisconsin. There's no doubt about it. I, you got to give him credit for that. I just, I just don't – he's – I don't think he's a championship-level quarterback. He's just not. Better than Beck. Better than Daniels. No, he's not better than Better Beck. than Ratla. Better than – Better than Cook. Not better than Ratla. I'm specifically speaking about the completion percentage. That's it. Florida <laughs> does check in, though, in the composite 2024 rankings on 247 Sports at 14th um, with two five-stars, which is more than Florida State and Notre Dame, who are ranked ahead of them, as well as Oregon can say. <clears throat> at number 14, Florida is ahead of the likes of Penn State, Michigan, USC, Nebraska, and A&M with new head coach Mike Elko. Now, to Florida's defense, to their defense, Billy's recruiting class this year is seventh as far as average star ratings. Mm-hmm. So okay. as far as quality over quantity, right? they're number seven in the nation. So he's got some good guys. Mm-hmm. Again, these are all young guys, like last year's young guys who did not look good on that defense. But, again, that's you know it's different when you've got a guy that also is in his first year as being – a, a power five defensive coordinator and really looked lost half the time. Yeah, he did. Uh, Chris Farley looked like he was up on stage trying to, you know, wor- work the uh, the comedy routine. May he rest in peace. Uh, uh, he didn't look like Austin Armstrong needing to be coaching up a defense. And, and, and look, he – So he, Ron Roberts will help. Yeah. He absolutely will help them. Um, how much? I don't know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you still have to have – you have to have experienced players, man. 
And you and I, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go to the, the, the NCAA championship game, the, the playoff championship game, and the game's over, and the winning team's on the, on the riser. And you look at that team, and they're grown men up oh, there, yeah. man. Yeah. Grown men, big dudes. And Florida doesn't have that right, right. now. Right. He'll argue that they – and, you know, it's so funny. I laugh when Trent Baalke said they need to get bigger, faster, stronger. That was just comical to me, honestly. Uh, but in the college, college football, college football world, it's realistic. real. Yes. Your training table, everything you do in terms of strength and conditioning – and it's been a honestly, if you go back in time, I'm pretty sure you probably would agree with this. This isn't reserved to one coach. Florida's been pushed around a little bit sure. by their uh, well, especially defensively, the last since yeah. 2020. Their last three coaches haven't necessarily had Dan Mullen made it look like they had. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, our dude's name, Savage, uh, right. that was the strength and conditioning coach. He looked like he had it going in the right direction the first couple of years, and then it just completely it hasn't been, evaporated. Right. It hasn't been a, a commitment since Muschamp. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been an absolute flat-out commitment to be big and fast since, since Muschamp. Right. So do you have the composite right now that says as far as who was – where the, the, the rankings are? And, again, there's still a couple of more that have to come in. The overall? Yeah. 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 They, they haven't changed at all. Yeah. They literally have it's not just, changed at all. It's still the same. Yeah. Um, it's Georgia at number one. Uh, Alabama two, Oregon three. Alabama's still two even after losing Julian Sane and the kid that went to Florida, Grimsley. Um, uh, I still feel like you got everybody's got to acknowledge and pay attention to what Dan Lanning is doing out there. Yeah, Oregon's number three. Yeah, I mean that Dan guy. Dan Lanning is he's slowly but surely building like a Georgia type program mm-hmm. in Oregon, yeah. which I maintain is what Mario was trying to do, starting to do out there. He was building an Alabama esque type of roster lines of scrimmage are all the things that you need to be able to run like the wind and, and then wear people down and landings following that. Formula. And then Kane's at four. I was going to say, speaking mm-hmm. of Mario, Kane's, Kane's at four. four. I mean, Mario, right behind him. You, you know, we talk about Billy Napier all the time. Mario's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. If they don't Gotta start winning, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that seven wins is going to be enough for Mario, honestly. Because if you're if if you're a Canes man, if you if you're part of that Canes administration slash president, are you mm. are you paying this guy that kind of money and investing that kind of money in the program right. for seven wins? Negative. Uh, you look at it; he has eleven four stars, three five stars. Uh, Oregon. This is hard to believe. Oregon does not have a five star. But they got all those high level. They four got star twenty two four yeah. stars, yeah. most of anybody, and and so and that twenty two total puts them in the top three. So the rest of the top ten is five Ohio State, six Texas, which has just crushed it the last three. Tech, this is why I think Texas is going to win a national title, if not this year, the next year. They've had top five recruiting classes now. This this is the third straight one. That's mm-hmm. how you win championships. You get those elite recruiting classes. LSU seven, right? Oklahoma eight, Notre Dame nine. And look who's in it, number 10. Well, well, well. Auburn. And look, I, I, I feel like Hugh Freeze knows what it looks like, knows how to coach it, knows how to win big ball games, and he'll get the funding, resources, and, and passion with Auburn. And he will. He, he will make a, a move. He just needs a quarterback. Yeah, man. yeah. He'll they make a mark. Little old Clemson right. is number 11, and Florida State is 12th in the 247 composite, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. All right, so – it's it's worth paying attention to. We'll try and get Jay Barn on tomorrow. He's running around. He's with the he was with the Yellow Jackets. Brian Braddock earlier now heading over to Bartram. 
with the big signings that we talked about with the young man, uh, well, two of them, one going to A&M, the other one going to Utah. So he will be running around. We'll try and catch up with him tomorrow. By the way, back to our merch conversation, mm-hmm. it was Duels, right? It was Pat yeah. Dooley. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Was it? Yeah. We found the culprit. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was him, wasn't it? That's right. He was just stating facts. Acknowledge. Speaking of some of our favorite, he was uh, truth, huh, Joe? <laughs> speaking of some of no, our, no, it was no, it was Bianchi. That's oh, who it was. that's right. Oh. It was Bianchi. Oh. It was Mikey. Because I kept saying Bianchi, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. it was Bianchi. We apologize to Pat Dooley. We are not trying to slander <laughs> you on this program or any program on 1010XL. Um, speaking of favorite reoccurring characters, from Graham Mertz to here's a nugget from Super Bowl Media r- Row, Chris Sims had Brock Bowers on his podcast this mm-hmm. week. He asked who's the freakiest of freak athletes at the University of Georgia in his three years in Athens. Trey. Instantly said Trayvon, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon, wow, okay. I, I don't doubt it because he is big. He can run. He's super strong. That's why our coach, Coach Campbell, firmly believes inside against guards he can athletically and strength-wise just, out, just beat them. And that's good to hear that Brock Bowers knows that. It's just finding him a good spot. To thrive, yeah, he's, and show uh, that he's, man strength. He's absolutely developed in year two, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Now imagine once he gets the full rapport of pass moves. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. It's yeah. game over. We have one more giveaway. If you are in the Sawgrass area and you would like chocolate covered popcorn, a ton of chocolate covered goodies from Peterbrook Chocolatier. Ooh. What else we got in there, Matt Hayes? You have one Pretzels. half hour. There's uh, yeah, there's all kind of milk. You have one half hour. Chocolate. Get in here and scream Duval. Yes, 30 minutes. Be here. It's Peterbrook Chocolatier, Sawgrass Village, and this is XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Peterbrook Chocolatiers, we have had a good time today hanging out until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Then we hand you off to the Frangie Show, and they will certainly be able to hand off great gift ideas to you if you come on in today, any any day, now through February 11th with that great offer that they've got. All you have to do is mention Vegas, like the Super Bowl, like Vegas, baby, and you can come on in and enjoy a chocolate-covered strawberry compliments of Peterbrook Chocolatiers to go with any purchase that you have. So you're shopping for your Valentine. You'll see the enormous selection when you walk in. Matter of fact, they were putting all their baskets together, and they're walking out with like a truckload of them right now, uh, taking them uh, to uh, someone who's going to have a big old smile. But you can do it. Just shop at any one of the 27 Peterbrooks that are across Someone the Someone who's trying coast. to knock out those 5,000 calories. <laughs> yeah, and they're getting it, it done. Is, <laughs> I'm going to do it with one handful of chocolate-covered popcorn at a time, uh, which is also pretty dark. Yeah, that'll help too. Uh, that's for sure. All right, so Cook's on, uh, and I – uh, you know, he's a five. No, you know, I was going to say he's a Fidel fame. He's not. He's a Pike fame. Uh, so he said 24 7 numbers. Uh, they've got the numbers metric, uh, skews the data. UF is, UF is five or six in blue chip ranking. ESPN has them at 10. Quality over quantity, says Gator Nation. Uh, again, he knows it. You know it. I'm looking at Matt when I say this. Me is smiling when I'm looking at him saying it. Billy's got to coach him, okay? Yeah, I, mean, can... I don't care how many stars you got. Billy has got to coach him. Make him look like a football team, okay? In my rant last week, I still think it rings true, even though Todd Golden's bunch blew a 12-point lead uh, in, in Aggieland. They look better from year one to year two. They look remarkably better. Billy – did not look that much better they're, in year two. They're 11-14 in two years. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, get, get, you you can say all you want about like players. Yeah. He, they're eleven and fourteen. Right. You are what your record says well, you it, are. It's and funny. Let's Go also ahead. pair Todd Golden Squad with Billy, but also the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. What have we complained about over the last month? And what have we heard feedback wise from Trent Bulgy from Doug Peterson? They never had an identity. Yeah. Todd Golden's team has an identity. Yeah. You it, can it, see it. And it's establishing that identity, regardless of the sport, is so critical. And I think Balky was kind of, – I do believe he was throwing his coaches under the bus, but he wasn't wrong in terms of the identity because they still need to uh, – coming out of the end of 22, you knew what their identity was. They were a team that, were, that could create dynamic plays. They had ETN. They had Trevor becoming the star. Chris Kirk blossomed as the high-paid receiver they went out and got. Evans certainly blossomed, uh, reviving his career. And you kind of felt like they had an identity. Uh, and then in the beginning of this year, you had this team that had all sorts of takeaways, leading the league, a little bit of an identity. And then it just all of a sudden pooped the bed. There was no identity whatsoever. You go to, like, you, you, you and I argue, Matt, about whether or not Trevor needs to take responsibility. And I think of, you know, direct that over to Gainesville. Billy's the one who needs to take responsibility. Uh, and, and he seemed to push back at criticism when people wanted him to, hey, Take responsibility for what's going on here. You can't keep using old excuses. Uh, this is a football team that needs to turn a corner. And you weren't you weren't wrong about Mario. Mario needs to do the exact yeah, same thing I, down I don't, in Coral Gables. It's I, it's it's the whole the lowest common denominator bars. What, mm-hmm. I cannot believe that Florida fans are settling. This program has lost seven games in each of the last three seasons. Yeah, seven games. Right, with two different coaches. Right, yeah. but but the reality is you they've lost seven games. Yeah, seven games, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's, on average, <laughs> yes, twenty-one games in yeah. the last three in the right, last three right. years. Yeah, and when I say two different coaches, meaning you changed a coach to fix that, and he's doubled up what Dan Mullen left him. He, I mean, honestly, you, at some point you have to admit this if you're a Florida fan. If you keep Mullen the last two years, you're not eleven and fourteen. I can tell you that right now. I agree. He's a better coach. He's. he's Night and day better coach. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's also give Dan Mullen credit because he was a more accomplished coach that lost his job before they ever hired Billy. He had already done – Oh, he did – He had he done – did damage off the field more than on the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. He had done – I'm not going to say exceptional things in Starkville, but he had done good things in Starkville and then took Florida to New Year's Day six bowls in consecutive years. But, yeah, he let things erode around him because he thought that – He's regarded as the greatest, one of the great sideline coaches out there, and he just kind of let up, he let recruiting get away from him. Yeah, Thank you, Thank JJ. You. He just wanted to coach X's and O's. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the crazy part. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you're a Gator fan, like, is there a part of you? I'm curious out there, like, that says we almost would have rather kept Dan. But then Dan brings in this support staff that Billy Napier has brought in, all these elite recruiters, or is this all because of Billy that the recruitment has, you know, spiked? I can't go back and remember all the guys that, that Mullen had on his staff, but there were capable recruiters that just didn't quite come through. In other words, he did a good job hiring well, guys, I mean, and then they just could not corral the class the way they were supposed to. His, his staffs, I mean, his, his recruiting classes were better than Billy's as far mm-hmm. as rankings. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they, 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 the, I think the second to last year, they shot up into the mid-top ten, and they had one other top ten. He was right around 
12, 11, 12, yeah. right around there, every yeah, one li- of them. lived around 10. And sometimes inside the top 10. Yeah, but when you say that. Now, how many, of them, like, how many of them like, panned out? That's yeah. another story. Right, but Billy's only had two classes to this point. No, three. So. This is his third class. Well, this class. will be his third. Yeah, yeah, this will be his third. But I'm just saying two to this point. We make it sound like it's, you know, eons of time have passed versus what Dan Mullen had. So he definitely had a good class. <laughs> then the product on the field cost him a really, really good class. Because remember, it was what, top three heading into this, uh, heading into November, mm-hmm. right? Does that sound mm-hmm. right? I'm pretty sure. And they lost like six or seven guys yeah. that were yeah. legit and that, dudes. Obviously, it, it, it yeah. tumbled. Yeah. from there. So, yeah, that's the challenge. All right, we wrap ours up. We say hello to the franchise show coming up next from Peterbrook Chocolatier. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, we go from Peterbrook Chocolatiers back to uh, 1010XL World Headquarters. Lauren Brooks joins us now. Lauren, how are you? I'm great, thanks. And, Joe, I'm glad you're bringing up food because I have a burning question that I've been wondering since yesterday's results came out about XL Primetime Super Bowl food choices. Did multiple people select deviled eggs as a Super Bowl food? Lauren, have you ever tried J.J. LaSalva's deviled eggs? I have not. If you have, you would vote for deviled eggs on your Mount Rushmore. Okay, maybe that's what I've been missing my whole life. I mean, I love deviled eggs, but I think of them for, like, Easter. Yeah, it's funny because I think any party, yeah, any party deviled eggs can come. Like, in other words, a plate of deviled eggs can walk into any party. It could be a bar mitzvah. How about any day of the week, man? Yeah, and so it was funny because we were talking about how mac and cheese didn't fit in for Super Bowl food, and it really doesn't. But deviled eggs just kind of – you can – they go everywhere. I don't know if I'd have them on my Mount Rushmore because I'm like a lukewarm deviled egg man, but JJ's deviled egg's pretty dang good. I'll have to try those at some point, JJ. I think it's all the Awaken 180 talk, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we enjoy hard-boiled eggs on this program. Yeah. yeah. Low-calorie. Yeah, I, I like eggs of any kind, <laughs> but just for whatever reason, I've just not been like a huge deviled egg guy. Really? Yeah, I just I don't know why. Just bacon with hot sauce. I know. I don't know why it just happened that way. Uh, and I think it's just the if I see mayo anywhere near it, I think I reject it. And there's really not even hardly nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not even hardly any mayo whatsoever in there. Uh, the son-in-law who tries to move up in power rankings. He'll put the hot sauce, the Nashville hot, in there and and, and spice it up. Smart. Uh, man. All right. Uh, speaking of spicing it up, what is coming up on the Francis show? Well, I love hot sauce. I've never had hot sauce on a deviled egg, so I just learned something. Uh, so that's good mm-hmm. to know. Uh, we have Brooks Beats today, so we've got three pairs of tickets to go see Luke Bryan. That show is uh, coming up this year at Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. So three wow. pairs of tickets mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. And then we also have Lee Smith, the executive director of the players, joining us for the second time this week. And we've got players' tickets to give away as well. Oh, that sounds good. The players right around the corner, right? Thank you, Lauren. We'll be listening. Thank you. Hopefully it's a lot warmer when the players rolls around. Yeah, it's the truth. 30, uh, well, a little over 30 days away. Uh, but it should warm up. And I'm telling you, we should. The way everything is uh, being talked about out there, in great shape. And just let it keep going in that direction. No heavy-duty Let's just keep some freezes or anything Even to if worry it's cold, about. it's still better than what they're dealing with at the Waste Management Open yeah, right now. Yeah, Have you seen yeah. the videos coming out yeah. of Phoenix right yeah. now in Southern California? They've got, like, this crazy, like, what What do you even call it? They, like, it was Pineapple Express is yeah, the name of it? Pineapple yeah. Express, yeah. Like what? What what like it's where's the, what's it's the, the origin? jet stream? How it's moving the rain into yeah 
into the I didn't. Area. I didn't even hear that. I did not hear that. Oh, it's so. like absolute torrential monsoons, which like well, Southern it, California is prone this time of year. I know from living out there, like there's always one bad week of rain between oh, yeah. January and February. And then that, but it's the, bleeding into Phoenix now. Yeah, this is the only time they bring up it never rains in Southern California. Right. BS, it does. And then they canceled the final day of play for Pebble Beach, which is up in Northern California. Right. But it just, for whatever reason, it just got it and it soaked the golf course. I just didn't realize they had a name for it. And for it to get to the desert, that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like uh, it's like uh, they're calling it a something river, but it's a Pineapple Express. It's like the it's like the rain version of the Santa Ana winds, Joe. Basically okay. What it is. Well, Pineapple Express is a pretty good movie. It is. Yeah, I did like that movie. By the way, uh, 5,000 calories – JD, one of my dudes from Sunset Grill, right. reminds me that whenever we used, to, we used to do a Monday night sports show and JD was running Sunset, so he would bring out this unbelievable platter of daddle wings, which you absolutely have to love, have. I love Just daddle, daddle yeah, yeah. chicken wings. He goes, we crushed 50 of those every Monday night. How many calories did that add up Yeah, but to? how many of you were crushing them? Three. All right. Probably yeah. each got about 2,500 yeah. calories. Yeah. You're halfway there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and we would knock it out along with the cold beer. I keep beer. telling you that. You guys aren't listening, Along man. with the cold beer, of course. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, listen. We are out. And, uh, yeah, the great man that he is. All right, so we are done. we got to say thank you to Peterbrook Chocolatiers. They have been great hosts to us, and they certainly will take great care of you if you go to any one of their 27 locations. You can definitely plan on finding the great deals and the ones that we always try and tell you, trying to make your Valentine happy, and they will make you happy as well as they're throwing on top of that chocolate-covered strawberries. All you got to do is mention Vegas when you come in and do your shopping between now and February 11th. We are done. Thanks to them. Joe C., Mio O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Sirs. Thank you to Tommy Chan. Champion here, and we'll send it back to JJ Bill.